Hey, dude. Uh, oh, oh. oh. Nope. Who, who am I? Who am I kidding, guys? He's gone. <laughs> so, I think noises. the fake crying's worse. Actually. Oh, oh my gosh! Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we oh. take animation seriously. Yada yada yada. I'm Dylan, joined by Delaney. Hi, Delaney. Hi, Dylan. And April. Hi, Dylan. Um, can we can can we go even go on? I don't think you such can. an occasion. I, uh, <laughs> um, I will we'll see if I can. Do you want me to host this, this Dylan? <laughs> Dylan's just like weeping, like in the background. <laughs> while we... Why are you less broken up about this, April? This affects Look, us all equally. I have a level of professionalism. And... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Look, it, it hit this hit my one weak spot, Luca. You know, I'm just teasing, and you just stabbed it like as hard as you could. Not as hard as the episode stabbed my heart, and Thomas did. You know, not not it could not be worse. If Thomas had it out for you. He was I think like, so. He I was think like, was I'm gonna. Make Dylan suffer. <laughs> I do think this was specifically targeted at Dylan. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, I mean, he replied right away. He didn't say anything specific, but he. Oh, I didn't see. Oh, <gasps> I tweeted him. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. Nothing. No, nothing revolutionary, but uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're the ladybug. We're talking the episodes perfection, migration, and derision. Episodes 12, 13, 14. I think I didn't write that down, and. Uh, on the Ladybug podcast, including the Big Luke episode, Migration, totally the headline, and not derision. Not at all. <laughs> Definitely uh, not derision. <laughs> but we will talk everything from these three episodes. Um, check out our okay, previous Dylan really from... like, buried the lead. This tweet is hilarious. It was not recent. I mean, you could have seen <laughs> it before. I so think Dylan... we probably all have Thomas muted. I think it's probably why. Oh, uh-huh, I do. Uh, so Dylan tweeted at Thomas, I'll never forgive you about the ending of migration. And then Thomas replied, because he's a troll. Good, because it means you'll never forget it. Smiley face. Which is, ah! I feel like that's like a can Thomas response. I don't know if he understood, but uh, I was joking, Thomas, in case you're, you're unaware. <laughs> Um, but but also not regardless, joking, it's worry. hilarious. So I love it. You should print it out and frame it. Ah, uh, sure. I think the That's the Thomas the tweet we're framing is the one when he reach he tweeted the link to the Santa Monster podcast initially. Oh, I'll never yeah. forget that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, a spoiler warning. So we are talking uh, spoilers up until Derision um, in season five, but not beyond. We are going by the Disney US English dub releases. Spoilers only up to the episodes we're covering in this podcast, not beyond chronologically. Please, absolutely no spoilers past where the Disney US dub is. Anywhere in the comments or anywhere you would interact with the podcast, we are not spoiled for the most part. Uh, at least I'm not. Uh, please do not uh, spoil us. I understand that certain uh, networks in certain countries will be proceeding very far into the season soon. So I continue to appreciate you're not spoiling us on the end of season five. Please do not. Thank you. But thank you guys have been friend. really good about that so far. So thank you very much. Um, but we are getting into it here. There will be a break after this in the Disney US, but we're halfway up to the season now. It's very exciting. And we have 
perfection, migration, and derision to talk about. We'll go through these three very different episodes, I believe, um, but one's all in the same arc of Marinette can't talk even though they're in love. I guess that's the, right? This is what we're doing here. <laughs> what a weird problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we Neo. should have seen it coming. <laughs> Uh, considering the pain of the stuttering, but uh, I, I don't think any of us predicted this would be a major hang-up in season five. Uh, but let's let's talk about that. Uh, I don't. I, did I miss anything in the intro? I'm still I sad. By so. the way, don't worry about it. Uh, Delaney, uh, what are your thoughts on these episodes? Um, they were all really good, and. The so migration and derision were physically painful to watch. Um, I, know. I was in so much pain at the end of migration as well. I, I was just so shook. <laughs> Except the problem is migration. It might be the best episode ever. Like that's the problem with migration. Oh, <laughs> so it's really tragic. But like the gag in the middle of migration is so good that it, it might just catapult the episode to like the best episode ever. And then. Um, Oh, perfection the whole time I was just like, oh, and oh, the problem is also the end of perfection also has like one of the greatest things ever. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff in these episodes. And then um, personally, I was very um, affected by derision as someone who was severely bullied growing up. And then also was someone asked me out as a joke when I was younger than Marinette. So it's it was pretty rough. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to get into much drama discussion, but it, we, you know, if if we don't also want to, doesn't need to be too. Also, Ladybug. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, right. very right. rich of this show to comment on trauma, considering, considering. The trauma it has considering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well. So yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see how heavy we get in the derision discussion, but as much as you guys want to. Um. But uh, that's April. Part, that's, that's the bulk of it for me. Though I first I I was afraid it was going to get really bad, but it was also like Kim is so stupid, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. April, what did you think the episodes? Um, I liked how they all kind of tied in together. Yeah. Um, because like the biggest like I mean besides like the whole Kagami thing and like being friends with Marinette or no that's migration no that's that that one just kidding look they, they all blur like, together yeah it's okay yeah well because they all like take place on the boat I feel like <laughs> except I guess derision I don't know um they deal with water but I liked how, like, we set up this theme of, like, imperfection of, like, Marinette can't talk to Adrian and she can't tell him that she loves him and we don't understand why. And then, like, we, like, sort of explore that idea as we continue forward. Like, migration sort of explores, like, the whole, like, her being ladybug aspect of it, which isn't, which isn't what's holding her back. And then we get into derision and um, that one was a loaded episode, and we we figure out why. Also, I guess we're bringing Chloe back, so that's a thing. <laughs> and, but it was nice seeing everyone with different hairstyles, except Chloe. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of long hair, Marinette. Yeah, and I was uh, glad. We'll talk about Chloe. I think for the first time, we have some su- substantial Chloe things to talk about. Um Good stuff on how they tie together too. I I agree. Um, 
Yeah, I think these are all good episodes. I like, by the way, I do not like the title scheme this season officially, considering I don't think you can tell these episodes apart with this title, these titles. Um, you don't uh, like I, the Ian at the end of them all? <laughs> it's the, the power of blank, but the power in none of these episodes, none of these, the power of these three episodes do not matter. I feel like, um, yes. but I, the alternative was the villain name. Not like that particularly mattered either. So it's whatever. That's oh, fine. I forgot the villain names. Oh, I'm mostly mad that like, I don't, I still don't know which miraculous is derision. Yeah, I don't. The problem is I don't think of the miraculous as by the power of derision. It's no, it's, it's whatever cute little animal it is. Zufu, Duh. Yeah. yeah, that's the. So I don't know. I don't think they're particularly distinctive, but uh, good episodes. Um, perfection, I think, has. Uh, Delaney said the the overboard gag in migration. I think uh, for me, the perfection with the I love Moo is one of the most iconic gags of the show. I um, love Moo. I love. Oh, I was going to say I love Moo all at the start of the podcast, but I was too sad oh. to say it. Yeah. I love um, you guys. That would have been good. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, the picture of the cow that they used. Like they could have just used any picture, but the cow had like a dumb face or something. <laughs> Yeah, they, they presumably they drew it, but yeah, it was a good. Uh, <laughs> Marinette printed it out. Uh, I don't know if uh, someone Marinette's age would have a printer, but I guess she's a, a designer, so maybe. Um, anyway, yeah, I love Moo is amazing. The concerts, uh, I love the first half of that. I think the Kagami stuff is also good, but not didn't. Uh, uh, I didn't love it quite as much as all the ridiculousness with Marinette in the first half of that episode. Um, the end credit scene is notable. We'll talk about that. Uh, migration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, my experience this episode five minutes in, uh, <laughs> I like I'm texting. Oh, the first like, this five is the unbearable. This is the greatest episode of all time. That was my reaction five minutes in. Like I, <laughs> no, I, this, I was so happy. I was on such a high from the Luca therapy talks. It was, I was, and then by the end, it was the worst episode of all time. Like, how I, could they do this to me? I remember. I like watched the first like two minutes of it and I was like, Dylan, I'm done. <laughs> Look, and I then the, I, I couldn't watch it until like three days later. <laughs> you were living in an amazing world for three days where the ending did not happen of this episode. Uh, it was beautiful. <laughs> but this is this is what April has been asking for for a long time, right? Like Luca knowing yes. that coming into play. No, when, when the first like flash happened, I was like, I can feel April's like presence. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah I, I thought I, I thought they it. handled it amazing in this episode and it plays out great um uh we'll talk about them writing Luke out uh I'm very sad obviously was it a good <laughs> decision I think the show's a tendency to write characters out clearly it's happened twice this season uh, when they're annoying <laughs> I just to love that like it didn't occur to Hawk Moth uh yeah and we'll yeah we'll talk about that too i don't think he'll ever find i have thoughts I don't think <laughs> uh it's it's uh I, the only thing i didn't like in migration was the bob roth stuff the gag was great but i bob roth's just so annoying there's a ton of him I other than that i think this is a really good episode probably one of the best of the season um hint the scene of luca telling marinette when she's ladybug is amazing um so <gasps> i loved that it's, and he's like you're not listening yeah, yeah. like and then she she has like that moment, and it just like she's like, "Wait, what did you call me?" And even like he had and the, the music, with, it's so good. Yes, and the moment that he had with like Adrian, and he's like, "I know Cat Noir." 
will save them. Like, yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, was him, him... that was really good too. This is, I think, this is the best Luke episode of the show, Migration. Not in terms of overall episode I was like, I think is he, it because we have the... he's leaving. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I think we have the most best Luca. And my conclusion from Migration. Luca is the m- most perfect human being who's ever lived. I don't know how you can dispute that after this episode. I mean, it's he's- true. He's <laughs> also... Are, did we decide we can say this on the podcast? Say what? Say what? The C word. Uh, I mean, I said it once, but there is more... Oh, uh, we, we have said it... Before. Being a bleep with Marinette, for sure, yes. Yes. Uh, not like, the C, not intense. the bad C word. Don't worry, kids. Not that one. Not the bad one. Not the bad one. Not the bad one. Uh, apparently, in, <laughs> apparently in Europe, it's not as bad of a word I've heard, but so I don't know if that makes sense. I feel like that's anyway. most words in Europe. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, this, uh, Australia says the c word like it's like going out of style. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're talking we're talking about cuck still, right? No, just kidding. yeah, yes, um, yes, anyway, yes. That word. We'll talk. We'll go up by that derision. Okay, uh, this is a tough one. Uh, so the first time mm-hmm. I watched, I was pretty overwhelmed. Uh, I I really tried to take my time with this the on the outline second watch and try to really consider it. I ultimately I do really like the episode and think it's really good. Um, the problem is it's a lot. Like yeah, I I think this is the most a lot episode of Ladybug of all time. Like this is between this being about Marinette's trauma and amazing tense amounts of Chloe's bullying. And there's a political commentary of like you can't even speak your mind these days, conservatives, right? Via what right. Yeah. I think this episode needs a trigger warning. It was it, this I is mean, the most yes. definitely the most triggering episode of Ladybug, right? Like it's uh, yeah, yes, it's a lot. So I think it's distractingly a lot, and it's probably too heavy and such. I will say it's very blunt, um, very blunt. This episode. Oh Ladybug yeah, I knew immediately a- that Marinette was having panic attacks, like. Yeah. From yeah, the get go, sure. and then Avery is how uncreative uh, Monarch is. He's like panic, like you were the most useless <laughs> supervillain. <laughs> yeah, panic attacks. You're panic. Um, yeah, I so I think, and I think the bluntness, Ladybug tends to be very blunt. It is what it is. I think half of it in this episode is is uh, successful, another half is like, eh, you know. So that's probably the weakest part of the episode. But it's 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 really good. This last scene with Marinette and Adrian. Uh, before the credit scene with uh, Adrian and Chloe. But the Marinette and Adrian at the end uh, is beautiful, this scene. Oh, my goodness. I did not even comprehend it the first time because it's uh, overwhelming how much there is in this episode. But I do think these are you have like an all-time great romance scene between Marinette and Adrian at the end of this episode. Um, so I, I, I really like this episode it, it's it's hard to i think objectively talk about it but i do think this is maybe one of the better ladybug episodes if you can look past uh how uh hard it is to watch i guess yeah i don't know if either of you uh feel s- similarly or differently i mean i mean i love this episode it was so good yeah as triggering as it was <laughs> okay yeah we'll dig in we'll dig into it uh too for derision. So um, I do think we're going to probably, I, I, I want to make sure to talk about derision for the most part, but we can overall, like Marinette, Adrian, Adrianette, the big uh, topic as always now with the show. They're so like, cute. They're officially dating and it's adorable. Okay. When, when are they officially dating? At least by derision. 
Right. So that is this their first official question. their first official date is to the pool? Um, I would guess. Yeah, I guess I think that's I think that's something her mom says. Yeah. Do you get other people commenting on it? Yeah. Because her yeah, because her mom her mom even says something like, "Oh, you don't want to keep your Adrian waiting." Like, wow. Yeah, she's like your first like actual like your first yeah. date with Adrian, or so. like she said something to like that. Yeah, to that effect, to that extent. Yeah. So By the in, way, her mom is like the best. Always. Yeah, as always. I remembered uh, her mom because I, I was going to say I think Derision is the most political lady uh, ladybug episode alongside uh, Chilin. Speaking of her mom, so yes. that's that's another yes. thing. Uh, yeah, they they uh, Adrian calls Marinette uh, to wake her up. Uh, good to call. Go good call. So not have to do that to me, so I don't. I'm not late to podcast. At the, yeah, at 7 p.m. when we're doing this, I had to wake you up. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that yeah. Okay. Well, you, this is, yeah. Uh, Marinette uh, takes Adrian's hands before, and they walk into the pool holding hands. Mm-hmm. So cute. It's adorable. And then it goes downhill from there, but they were holding hands for a second. I mean, she was already having a panic attack before she went to the pool. Yeah, she gets it together <laughs> for a minute, though. She really, she does. She tries. <laughs> and then they've their scene at the end, which was out So other things in the episodes, uh, I mean, and obviously derision is about, we see why Marinette is afraid of being hurt uh, when we, ter- we see the extent of Chloe's bullying before the show started and uh, the incident with Kim, which I don't think we had any idea about, um, at least not that I remember. Um, I don't know. I felt like they, like, have said something before. Not like outright it's said possible it, they alluded but to like, yeah. yeah, like, or at least they've alluded to the fact that like Chloe's been a hardcore bully to Marinette specifically, which like we always were given the impression that Chloe was a bully, but not like to the extent that she is for Marinette. Yeah, I don't think we're surprised that Chloe was bullying Marinette in the flashback. I think like the extent to which was shocking. Um, yes, I was like, really it wasn't a surprise that it. she was like bullying her. Yeah, was, I don't know if we'd like, heard about Kim before that. I'm not sure, but uh, no, we have not heard about Kim before, <laughs> and I was upset. I was shook. I was like, <gasps> I was like, Marinette, you're better than this. <laughs> I feel like before this episode, Kim is a sweetie, isn't it? Like, what? That's a fine crush for younger Marinette to have. I don't know. Because I remember him being a butthead in the one episode with the girl with the pink hair. Andine. Yeah, I don't remember. Yes. I, I was kind of shocked at how much of a butthead, as you say, he was in this episode. I don't really remember him being that bad, but uh, it's not like I frequently try to remember. It's not him. like. I was like, we're not obsessed with Kim in any yeah, way. Yeah, so before. it's possible I have the Kim timeline wrong. Um, but anyway, in, in, so like we, we talked about these episodes, Marinette can't say she loves Adrian um, mm-hmm. or properly communicate with. I think that I can't say I love you is shorthand for can't communicate with him in a romantic sense, I guess, while they're while they know they like each other. But they know they like each other. Marinette can't say it. And in derision we have a dig into why that is as april said not being a ladybug like in migration it has to do with her past trauma i delaney did you see this coming at all in terms of us digging into the reason why what do you think of it and also in general like where we're at with the show with them uh like marinette not being able to say it but they're basically together 
No, I mean, it's kind of shocking. I mean, I think it's, uh, like, I think it's a good way to go with it, especially because, like, it's not like Marinette being, like, being the way she is is just going to go away overnight. Um, I think this was an interesting way to place to take it, and I think it makes a lot of sense, and I think it works really well in the episode. And also, it's a good reminder that they're, like, literal children. Yeah. April, what about you? I, no, I agree. I, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, we've always just attributed it to Marinette being Marinette, but I guess, I mean, it, it makes her like a more well-rounded character to have this sort of like small backstory. And we get, you know, we understand like why she's been the way she's been with Adrian and, and then we we get that even further as to, like, why it's so hard for her now to be with Adrian. Because, I mean, tra- trauma stays with you. And hers was, like, and her incident was only, like, a year prior. Like, man, you don't get over that overnight. Much less than a year. Like, it sticks with you. And so. Also, it's not just the previous year. Like, her, she says something to her mom. Like, she's been in, that Chloe's yeah. been in her class for like the past three years. Yeah, and she's like, and her mom's so hopeful. I don't like yeah, right. Yeah, like, how? Also, how would uh, like not not to like make it sound mean, but like, how had she not been suspended because of Chloe yet, or not suspended, but like, ex- what is it? Expelled. I know school word. Good job. <laughs> Chloe Dean <laughs> Dean's to keep her around to have a uh, to forget her target there. I don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah, I think I think like I love that we do a flashback to before Adrian gets there, that before yes. the show, and I yeah. guess before Alia gets there as well. Um, yeah, because we didn't have Alia in the yeah, original, which I didn't really all. remember, but I guess Alia wasn't isn't newer as long, along with Adrian, but that was on top of my mind. Um, I love the idea of doing a flashback like this, and I love the idea of adding depth to like Marinette's. Uh, stuttering up to now where we are with her like uh, not be having trouble communicating to this extent i the only thing is i wish it was seated into the season a little bit more it felt yes. very shocking yes. like when this episode comes up it's like whoa i we're just getting into marinette's trauma i had no idea right like i hadn't and and i think it's on purpose like i think it's supposed to be like oh you didn't consider this huh like and that kind of is how it is with other people too right like and it's yeah. kind of effective um you know, you it, just you're, you're normally interacting with them on a day to day basis and you don't really get to dig into their past like this. Yeah. And it, it really gives you like Why that same shock. What was that, Delaney? Why would you want to talk about it? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Right. I mean, true. although it's, you know, she, I think Mar- Marinette should have talked about it with therapist Luca. I think that would have been a. You're a right. You're thing. right. <laughs> with, with her with her with her, ther- with her designated therapist, Luca. Yeah. Um, well, but... and I think the other thing that's interesting about it, too, is that it was it, even though like we're living in this flashback and it's all from it's like being told like from Mar- like Marinette's perspective, but we're also getting the like because Kim's the one telling the story. Yeah. And so we get both sides, I almost kind of, not really, but we get like the full spectrum of the story versus just like Marinette's side and interpretation of it, which I mean, not like it justifies Kim's actions in any way, shape or Chloe's for that matter, but like just knowing where all of it came from versus just like you know like marinette's like traumatic side or portion of it does that make sense 
Yeah, that's an interesting point. Now, the show definitely sets it up in an interesting kind of weird way where we we get Marinette looking into her past to try to determine what's going on as she is akumatized, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, Kim tells the story uh, at the pool. So I think we have both. Pers- I think their intent is for us to have both Marinette and Kim's perspectives in play at the same time. Um, but basically they are just not worried about only honing on Marinette's past. And that's an interesting point by April that like, it's not just trauma lens from Marinette, right? We are kind of getting a objective in quotes take on it as well. Like we're seeing other sides to it. Um, so I think, yeah, that, that's kind of an interesting way that they chose to go about telling the story. Um, but in terms of the show, this is the one, the last point, like, I think Ladybug, like Ladybug is very, it lives on the extremes, I think. And it's not particularly yeah. subtle. Um, so it is what it is, but I think this is one instance where we could have used some subtlety of them try like working this in before this episode, like bef- so it isn't just such a, a big blatant thing, and we only explore Marinette's trauma here. So I do hope that moving forward, that this is approached by the show at least. Uh, you know, maybe she talks to Adrian about it in the future well, or something. And I wonder if we will. I mean. Like at the, I guess like the closing scene, the after credit scene, whatever you want to call it, we see where Adrian confronts Chloe about it. And I mean, I can only hope and assume that because they made it a point to include that scene that we see the repercussions of, you know, not only just like Adrian finding out, but then Chloe being aware that Adrian also knows. And so, um, it's like I'm curious as to what like what we do with that information, but I would suspect that it would continue to play into all of this, especially as we continue to explore the Adrian and Marinette relationship, because obviously that's like it has had a huge impact on it. And now that like Adrian knows Marinette's identified, you know, the source of her panic and her anxiety, then like it's just going to like continue to work its way into the relationship. And I wonder then too, how it becomes more relevant when it, with the, um, or relevant with the identity reveal, because like, it'd be interesting. Yeah. We're going to let's, let's, let's circle back to the future stuff, but in terms of, uh, Chloe, that definitely relevant. Cause, uh, one thing Marinette says in the flashback is she like, I, I can never be with someone who's friends with Chloe as part of her list of, of things. Yes. Um, and Adrian's friends with Chloe. Uh, so is that Not part anymore. of the reason? Well, well, until the end. But is that is that part of the reason why she's been hesitating? So I think we could dig into that a little bit. Well, um, and I, I was going to I was going to bring that bring that up, too, because as you started speaking about it, it reminded me. But yeah, like that's probably another factor that plays into like Marinette just being hesitant to further explore pursue allow the relationship to form yeah um and uh more into marinette's trauma in a second but other that just other romance moments i guess from the because the, the, the this is in response to like we said marinette can't say communi- communicate with adrian in a romantic sense as they want the relationship to go there so um perfection exploring that with the i love mu and adrian's song and her response to that as well oh yeah oh my god yes. i forgot about that what do you think of adrian's song for marinette okay look it's terrible it's actually a really horrible song but like <laughs> adrian sings yeah that was okay. funny and i'm like uh, yeah it was bad like he shouldn't do it again 
the, mel- the melody that simply says, I love you, he says, and he reaches out to Marinette. And Marinette's response is, I need the moo. So good. Same. That's the, that's the point where I was like, what are we, what are we doing? What is this show? <laughs> so I, goofy. I need the moo? That was that was the big that was the most outrageous thing for me of the season so far. And then poor Kagami is like so bent out of shape, and I'm like, you don't even want to be a part of this. Uh yeah. Yeah, stay you're better off not. Like you don't want to know what's going on, Kagami. Like you would just be so mad that Marinette is this stupid. (laughs) You you would feel our pain. Um and then also in in, uh perfection uh at the beginning as ladybug and cat they're like talking to each other about how they're dating other people which oh, is they're so cute so cute mm-hmm. yeah you weren't frustrated by the fact that they're saying oh we have uh, let me let me find the quotes they're so uh, happy it's impossible can yeah. you believe it i have a girlfriend you have a boyfriend and we can talk about it like real friends Thank it's awesome so yeah but the, cute. you're refer- you're talking about each other it i doesn't... don't know that dylan <laughs> so cute let them have it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really good scene, too, to, to open up that. And then in Migration, the only thing really is that they get uh, stuck on the stairs together um, when they're going in opposite directions as a metaphor for where their relationship is, you see. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then Luke, Luca sees them as Ladybug and Cat. But... Uh, yeah. So what? So how about how about there? Uh, before getting a little bit more into Marinette's trauma, how about where we are with Marin and Adrian? We say they're you, you, April. You're more likely to say they're dating now after derision, whereas you were hesitant before. I feel like. I mean, after these three episodes, I'm much more confident in saying that they're dating because we kind of get like sprinkles of it in perfection, and then I feel like in migration, it sort of. I mean sort of further takes like hold and then obviously in derision they're going on a date so they're a couple it's it's it's, hap- it's happened it's not happening it, well it's happening but it, it has also happened oh so in our so in our preseason predictions Marinette and adrian start dating the answer is 10 to 20 i think i think right we can yeah if you want to check so, who was right about that delaney do you agree that me. it's official now oh yeah it's official Wow. And of course, like classic this show to be like, yeah, it's official, but like they got hangups. Because we can't okay. be happy ever. D- dating eleven to twenty April, but Lady Noir. Um Oh dang. That was oh. kind of true in zero to in one to ten, right? They were kind of uh kind yeah. of. Del- I, Delaney said yeah. one to ten Adrianette dating, so a little late. I said eleven to twenty Adrianette dating, I win. Ding ding ding. Okay. Ooh. Wow, we all like we you... all said Santa Monster confirmed one to ten, and it has not been. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's very sad. That's all uh, I want now. <laughs> yikes! Yeah, uh, the Santa Monster stuff. We'll come back to that in a second, and uh, not in a second, in a while, probably. But <laughs> I bet you guys didn't know there was Santa Monster talk that is these episodes. I'm shocked. Yeah, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Also um, shocked. Yeah, I mean, I agree they're dating, but I think I think like the official moment is maybe to come. But derision is as close of an official moment as we've ever gotten. I guess when they yeah. can, Marinette can say "I love you" back, I but they're also like, why is "I love you" such a thing? Like they're fourteen. Like I know they're fourteen. Like chill <laughs> oh, out. Oh, can't say "I love you." Wow. Okay. Um, 
But like, I love Moo, you don't though. have to be in love to be dating. I love Moo. Oh, I guess they're like 12. I love Moo. It's perfectly fine for a 14 year old Mary. You don't need to move beyond I love Moo. The I love you stage comes later, <laughs> you know, later. I love Moo, though. Um, it's, uh, and it's that, but it's, it's incredible that pun works in English as, as well as it does. And I, Sarah said it's like the same pun in French as well. So that's really fortuitous <laughs> that it works so well. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, where do they stand after the last scene? Um, yeah, let's talk about that. So where do they, where are, where is Adrienette now? So let's recap this last scene. Cause um, like I said, I think this scene for me works so much better. And now, again, not the Chloe scene, the one before it, watching it again, taking my time with it. Marinette says uh, she knows why she can't say how she feels. She says, I know you never wouldn't, I know you would never mean to, to hurt me, but somehow I'm still scared and I'm afraid. And I'm still scared. And I'm afraid I'll still be scared for a long time to come, says Marinette. Um, Adrian says, I'm scared too. I, I won't, I'm scared I won't know how to react. I'm scared of hurting or losing you. Uh, but we're together, you and me, and we'll do whatever we can to help each other. And together, maybe we'll become less and less scared. Um, oh, Adrian, like <laughs> in the scene, very, very much in it, right? Marinette is is oh, af- yeah. after the experience she just had is is very ha- doubting. Um, but Adrian is like all in right now for sure. Um, oh yeah, Mar- and he offers his hand, and Marinette takes his hand, but then drops it again, and she says, "I'm sorry." And Adrian says, "We've got time." What a patient little boy. <laughs> little fake boy, yeah. <laughs> little, little fake boy. <laughs> Uh, man that has so much more like of an impact now just reading it out loud i know it's it's too it's too fast and in the context of the heaviness but yeah i mean adrian's being like really perfect here Um, he's being uh, so supportive like not only that he's being supportive he's and he's being empathetic as well as sympathetic like and like and like being genuine to his own emotions as well yes which i think is like something which like this feels like more of a confession than like him like seeing that song to her telling her he loves her or like marinette trying to tell him that she loves him because like these are like not that they don't love each other but like these are real emotions and they're you know the everyday you know and things like i love you I mean, yes, they're wonderful love, to hear, Moo. but, <laughs> or I love Moo, yes. Like, they're wonderful to hear and wonderful to say and express, but, like, these are, like, the things that make a relationship last, is sharing these feelings and emotions. So, this is, this is going somewhere, you guys, and they're doing it together. That's And that's what Adrian wants, and Marinette is 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 hesitating or is not able to still at the ends and she says she's sorry so i guess the question is where is marinette at after this where what's the next step i feel Um, like she's in it but it's like well you know how is she gonna process she just re-examined her trauma how is she going to process that and how's that kind of come into play moving forward well, I think it helps that now she kind of like, you know, for a while she's just been like, there's something wrong with me. I don't know what's going on. But now now that she's like, she understands why she's acting this way, she can like work on it. Yeah. Not that it's like, a, like not to say that like, oh, she's like messed up or something. But like, you know, you know, it's when you realize like what's bothering you, it's a little bit easier to deal with it. 
Yeah. You would think that we have a positive outlook moving forward now that she understands better. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Also, the solution is to kill Chloe. <laughs> well, you know, is is one of one thing that would help is Adrian confronting Chloe. If I mean, you know, I don't think he needs to be so brazen like that um, without talking to Marinette first and kind of seeing how she would feel about it. But communicating to Marinette that he feels that way and that he he's, he directly told Chloe, I do think would help. Well, I think that's something that'll come later because. Yeah, I mean, I think a big question after we're talking about this is like, when will Marinette and Adrian talk about this more after the scene? Um, Marinette get into specifics. Adrian when Chloe decides to be Chloe. a little brat and take it out on Marinette, that's when it's going to come up. It's just a matter of that, yeah. It's just a matter of how soon is that going to come up? Also, I think Sabrina is getting is getting ready to like abandon. Oh, you've, been, you've been saying that for years. It's going to happen. It's, gonna... <laughs> it's got to happen. We've been building for this for so long. It's gonna happen. <laughs> you would think. Uh, yeah, but, uh, w- but from before, by the way, when we were talking about when are they officially dating, for me, I feel like it does feel more real now. And I think w- the biggest thing has been like the show has said they are not unable to date now because of superhero stuff. Like, yeah. to me, that's yeah. like number one. Like, yeah. that was the big hang up for a long time. And we are officially past that now, I think. Yeah. I am not sure exactly why we are past that. It's not like anything particular. I need I need to have them out and about and Tiki and Plogger just like winking at each other. Like, <laughs> you're so annoying. What if Marin and Adrian are holding hands on a date and Tiki and Plog hold hands by and then? I will scream. I will lose my mind. <laughs> Be It'd so be nice. like so messed up, but also adorable. <laughs> and Tiki's like, I'm tolerating this just because of the moment with our owners. Yeah. yeah. So. And then Plog will call her sugar cube and everything yeah. will be fine. <laughs> but it, it it does feel real. And yeah, I'm I'm so interested. It's the podcast is an interesting part here. I'm very in- and this this month long break we'll have on Disney US. Uh, oh. I, I don't know what's gonna like what did we do to them wait are we really getting a month-long break yeah month-long break yeah but they it's are only, only a back. month though they are coming june back se- next month right <laughs> yes june 17th we'll be back next month. are you serious when i'm out of town upset <laughs> typical typical you get to watch the first two minutes again and then i don't know if that. i'll be able to do that <laughs> Oh no. Anyway, yeah, I think I think uh, Adrian has seems so. I think Adrian has been like fully in on wanting to be with Marinette for not that Marinette isn't, but Adrian doesn't have the same blocks, obviously. But like Adrian's been unchanged. I feel like for like five episodes now, where Marinette is, um, it's it's. I think we'll see. It just the episode ends very quickly after all this happened, so it's a little bit hard to to tell right now. Well, um, Adrian's been very fortunate because. He has. You see, always... Adrian's trauma. He does not know about it yet. He yeah, know he, he's he a hasn't fake yet. Human yet. Dis- oh, <laughs> he has dad trauma. He has daddy issues. Yes. Yes, yeah, but I... like that's not. It doesn't like directly impact his relationship with Marinette. But w- yeah, what yet. I was, but w- yet. Yet. <laughs> when we find out he's a center monster, that's a different story. But what I was gonna say is that Adrian has had sort of a consistent um, confidence when it comes to this relationship, whereas Marinette has not had that same confidence. And 
oh, it broke my heart. She used to be so confident. I wanted to actually, I might have cried, but <laughs> but so could, could it could it be that Marinette won't ever be confident in this until the identity reveal? Ooh, dun, dun, dun. could that be the moment that uh, like, makes everything come together and work for her? You know, possibly, possibly. It, it, I mean, that's very possible because because one of the things that she vowed in the flashback was that she was going to know every single thing about the person oh, good point, good that point. she's in love with. And up until this point in their relationship, like Adrian has had this almost like this complete confidence and it kind of like wavered a little bit in migration, but only in the sense of like he's worried that Marinette won't get over whatever it is that's holding her back. Not that like him being Cat Noir is impacting him wanting to pursue this relationship. And um and so for Marinette, I think that them pointing out that she needs to know every single thing, his all of his first names, birthday what he's doing every single day, every single time, um, that's going to play into it because at some point, like, she has to notice if Adrian disappears to go do Cat Noir things, right? Like... <laughs> yeah. And then, no, it's it's a good point. She's, and she very bluntly says, like, uh, the, the lead up to why she's obsessed with Adrian at the start is... Uh, it's in her, she she was had no plan with Kim and was okay with that, but after it not going well, she says she needs to have a plan. She'll never uh, not tell a boy she loves him without knowing everything about him, right? Which you would think, mm-hmm. yes, because she has stalker mode with Adrian, but she doesn't know everything about him. And so if that comes up again, this could lead to her regress, or even if, even if they can go on a date and everything goes fine... Um, if some sort of identity thing, like you're saying, does come up, yeah, that could... It, that could be the catalyst towards... The reveal. Um, yes. Well, and the other thing she said too is that she always intends she like she won't move further unless she has a plan. And she's been coming at this without a plan. I mean, the closest she got was I love Moo, but <laughs> that was a good plan. I mean, it was I'll I'll give her like a B plus for you know. Um, but like that's not like a super well-rounded plan. Like when it comes to plan, when we've seen her plan in the past, it's been extremely elaborate. Like we're talking like red string newspaper clippings, like (laughs) elaborate (laughs) and like, and usually there's other people involved. So, but in like these last few episodes, we haven't seen any of that. And so um, I'm just, I just wonder like if, that might be something that we end up coming back to, like her coming up with some elaborate plan to tell like Adrian, she's, you know, ladybug or whatever. Yeah. So maybe she feels, she might feel that she has to do that to proceed. Mm-hmm. Um, even just Marinette planning out the next date in elaborate detail seems like that could be good. Um, I think that would be hilarious with Alia there rooting her on the entire time because we haven't seen Alia's reaction to this relationship. So I'm ready for it. Yeah, Alia counsels her a little bit in the Luke episode, but yeah, um, Alia's reaction to all the trauma stuff and 
helping Marinette through that. Yeah. So I think this is all just to come. I mean, the only other thing on Marinette's trauma stuff, we, you talked about what she demands after all this. She says, uh, notably, I think in the beginning of the episode, um, she says, stop pretending to be so nice to me after she's panicking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So awful. I know. Which we, you know, we learn in response to Kim. Uh, Chloe said having Kim do the spiders when in response to her, her confessing to him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, so, Kim is still in love with Chloe and I hate him for it. Yes. Yeah. Was that a thing in season one? Yeah, that was. Yes. yes. And that was a that. that was a thing because that's how he get, that's why he gets akumatized, I think. <laughs> Oh boy, Kim. Yeah. Yeah. Any anything else on Marinette's perspective and how the approach, Delaney? Uh, what? Anything anything else about Marinette? I'm gonna move to Chloe, but anything else about Marinette's side of um with Adrian or her trauma or anything? No, I think we've kind of got it covered. Any prediction on out of all the things we've talked about, what the next episode opens with with Marinette doing? Oh, good call. Um, oh, and not an important note, but I want her um, tiger like plush. I know they've shown the very prominent at the beginning of this one. I need it. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be like so. They kind of they've kind of done it all. So like they've did like so. Adrian called her to wake her up, and then like in migration, she they were like all doing stuff to like put Adrian and Marinette together. So I don't know. It could be her planning the date. Yeah, I feel like I'm what the biggest thing I'm wondering is like, are we done with this arc? Right. Of Marinette can't say right. I love you. Um, yeah. Is this the end not, or is this the next step? So. I think it's, it's not. It's next step for sure. It might be. It might be. We might be putting it on the back burner for a second just because like there's so much other stuff going on, too. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if it's even a, a romance focused episode. Next. Um. But yeah, I think I think right, like Marinette's obviously still has issues. It's not like the trauma goes away, but I feel like it will. Will now that she's confronted it, will move to a new. No, I need so clean, like to like corner Adrian and be like, "Hey, yeah, I know Taekwondo. I know how to destroy phones." So, so not Marinette's <laughs> parents, but so clean gives Adrian the shovel talk. Absolutely, yes, that's absolutely what's gonna happen. <laughs> so clean and Alia, they're like, "All right, let's go." A uh, big soul clean set of episodes here. But I am right because they introduced her for like, and like we were like, who is she? Yes. And now we know. Now we know she's important in the past. Also, oh. like, I love that. Like we in the past, Marinette had all of these different hairstyles, and they kind of seemed to be constantly changing. And we see so clean and her little pigtails, and now we see like, and we know, learn, whatever we already knew. But, like, we understand a little bit more as to why Marinette looks up to her. And I just think it's cute that she then starts wearing her hair in pigtails. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, so clean, like, kicking. I guess it was Sabrina's phone. Yes. (laughs) It was hilarious. (laughs) My favorite is whenever Chloe in the principal's office is like, by some miracle, she didn't hit hit me. And I'm like, no, that's called like aiming, dum dum. <laughs> <laughs> she would have hit you if she wanted to. Like. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Chloe. I think it's the first time in years we've had Chloe as a main topic for the podcast. Um, 
I can't believe she was like so close to redemption. Like she like had her hand on redemption, and then she's like, "I'm going in the pit." Yeah. <laughs> like, have we ever has that ever happened before? Like you have a character so close to redemption, and then you're like, "Nah." <laughs> I mean, I so I think that that's Support what they're mission. going for with Chloe, probably. But in terms of this episode, I think it is weird that we go very hard on Chloe is terrible. And it's like, that is what it is. But the thing is, it's not current Chloe, right? Like, this is a different version of Chloe. And yeah, so no, it's like, like, Chloe just says crap. Like, this is, like, intense bullying. Like, like, like the episode yeah. makes you want to hate Chloe, but it's also just not the Chloe that's now. And I think that feels very emotionally weird um, to consider well, until the end, obviously, I think the-, the last scene. I think the other thing that doesn't help is that we've hardly seen Chloe since the end of last season. I mean, we've seen her like sporadically and like how she was giving her like Marinette a hard time whenever her and Adrian were having lunch together. But like, we haven't seen Chloe. We have Even no since, idea. Since the end of season three, she's really been. Uh, and she written- was like harassing Zoe. Yeah. Yeah. So she's bad to Zoe. She's been written off a lot. Being like she's mean because her mom left her. Like that was the most savage thing that's ever happened. I was like, Rose, you can't just. And then Maylin's Maylin's like, my mom left me too. But you don't see me acting like that. Like savage. I'm I'm sorry. I just, it was just the immediate Rose, like. I just couldn't handle it. And of course, you know how Rose is. She's just so genuine. I couldn't, I was like, oh my God. Big Rose moments. Uh, these two also, the last two Rose episodes. with long hair is not okay. It, no, it, it felt so wrong. Do that to her. Also, oh, okay, I, this is awful. But Chloe dragged Julica. Like, yes. dragged. It was awful. I don't remember this. She was like, "Oh, are you gonna go? Ooh, like, but, like that was awful." But now that my brain is working, we know that. Adrian coming to school made Chloe less mean. True. Because they, they've told us that in so many words earlier that like, oh, Chloe's been much better since Adrian has started coming to school. And so I think that also is why like that ending scene with her and Adrian is so important because... She's she's been nice because she wants Adrian to be friends with her and continue to be friends yeah. with her. And and she genuinely had like uh, some good moments working with Ladybug in season two. Yeah, and into season three, and like and we we all thought this was like we're doing Chloe redemption arc type of thing, and then she's with the she's works with whatever version of Hawk Moth it was in the season three finale. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, is Chloe going to be a major villain? And then she's not particularly prominent in the show for the last season and a half until now, which is our most prominent Chloe episode in a long time. And at the end of the derision, um, Adrian uh, goes to say we can't be friends anymore. And Chloe just uh, says a bunch of mean stuff, including why bother having power if you can't use it uh, against those who don't have any. Um, what else is there to think about the little bees, the planet? Um, so no, no, uh, the bees are dying. Chloe, <laughs> you're the bee person. You should care about the bees. That one hurt me. <laughs> Adrian says, we'll never be friends again. Chloe, you and I are done. And she says, traitor. Um, until this scene, I'm like, 
okay, I don't, I, even though I know Chloe's been terrible this episode, I'm still not sure what the show wants me to feel about her because this really is all in the past. And the mo- some of the most recent stuff with Chloe has been Lila instigating her. Yeah. Um. So even yeah. though Chloe's bad and she wants to do bad things to Marinette, like Lila has really had to instigate her recently. Um. Lila's well, another I, topic. I think Lila's like so much worse than Chloe. We'll talk. We'll talk about that. Yeah. I get like truly angry when I see Lila on screen. But, but I think... then, but but then in this last scene, these are some of the worst things Chloe could have possibly said. She's yeah. Like, well, and uh, I think I think that's like part of the thing, though, is that Chloe's. I mean, Chloe's been trying to be better but in her own way yeah. in her own way but she's been doing it like adrian has been like an underlying motivation of that if she doesn't have that anymore like oh it's interesting so you think this could set her off the deep end again oh yeah absolutely oh yeah i think this is definitely like setting up like bad stuff and i think this is again weird because i still don't under like i still don't understand like how this is gonna like coalesce well, like we're, I feel like we really are. St- we're setting up this like Lila and Chloe and probably Felix as like the triumvirate of evil. Yeah, well, Felix yeah. Even, yeah. after Hawkman dies because his arm falls off. I can't wait for Felix to come back. <laughs> it's been so long. I know. Um, we'll circle back to Hawkman. He also makes me viscerally angry, but not as much as Lila. That's true. Uh, I, so I think it seems like we're on the same page here, but I was, you know, look, and I'll say if you, it's been a long time, but I was, I'm known for being a Lucas Stan now earlier in the podcast. I was known for being a Chloe Stan. That was my thing. You were big uh, for Chloe. I was almost, I was so close to being on board with Chloe. And then she was like, nope, I'm jumping in the pit. And everyone was, uh, was like at least liking her more in season two in the season three. Um, and then it's. Not even that. It's just that Chloe became less problematic, and so and she was doing heroic things, seemis- seemingly yeah. at least partly well, not oh, out of self interest. Chloe became like hilarious, like yeah, like yeah. she became a joke, which we've we've been enjoying. Like we're like yes, like this is the zany world of miraculous ladybug. Like we've got Chloe don't, don't who's in. Like I can't remember what it was like. I can't. She, oh, yeah. It was like she wanted her limousine painted yellow. Like it was just like nonsense. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of good stuff with her. So and 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 I think that there's been a lot of fan discourse of, um, OK, after season three, like where people are like, what are they doing with Chloe? Why are we? Why? Why are we not uh, like, doing redemption doing with, with her? Chloe. Is she a villain now? And then the, one of the big discourse in season four was. Why is Chloe not doing anything? What are they doing with Chloe? Is she? I thought she was at least going to be a villain if we're not going to do redemption, but they're doing nothing with her. Now we're in the season five and we've still been in this holding pattern. And I think finally, I agree. The show has shown its cards with Chloe in this last scene of derision. Um, and the answer is that Chloe made strides. However, Lila has been a bad influence on her. And... Uh, now this Adrian moment, I think, will be bad. And I think the show is saying that we are fully uh, undoing the progress that was made with Chloe. Um, what I hate, too, is that especially now with, like, we've shown, like, the extent of Chloe's bullying. Because, like, originally it would just be, like, Marinette, just get over it. But, like, now it's, like, they the show kind of blamed Marinette for Chloe, like, because, you know, that's part of the reason Marinette was, like, I'm not giving you a Miraculous. Yeah, and it's true. Marinette was uh, 
culpable and a lot of the Chloe yeah. stuff, and we didn't have this context. Yeah, and so that's, that's that. I don't like that. Yeah, like I don't think um, Marinette owes Chloe anything. <laughs> you know, at the same time, uh, Ladybug and Cat uh, could have probably prevented what's happening with Chloe if yes. they kept her in the fold a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I think now we are certainly like the show is like, okay, I, I, I feel like I understand now what Thomas and the writers are doing. It's we're doing the redemption arc with Chloe and now we're subverting it. And now she's fully undoing the progress that she made. And now she's going to be a villain in season six. <laughs> we're anticipating it happen. Maybe season four, or season five. But I, will say, want... I don't think this means she's irredeemable. Like. No, right? Like, because no. she hasn't done anything yet. Right. She says in these terrible things at the end of Derision. Right. But again, it is just words and she's right. like a bratty she's kid, thinking, right? Like, like, yeah. So here's my thing with Chloe. Like, there aren't two sides to Chloe. Like, there's just Chloe. Yeah. Like, she's just, this is just how she is. Lila, on the other hand, like, well, yeah, another story. But, and, and, yeah, but, again, but like, she's like two faced. Like, she will literally, like, she would oh that's true yeah like 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 lila there's no hope of redemption yeah like lila cannot be redeemed but chloe like i mean i think the show is saying chloe chloe can't be redeemed either but i agree it's like she is kind of what she is um yeah it's kind of what the show is saying as well well i do think Uh, we're also i think we're also doing something with chloe where like i mean i do i'm i'm you're i know i've been saying this for years but sabrina is going to leave her and chloe is going to be left with no one because here's the thing with Lila. Lila would throw Chloe under the bus immediately. Like oh, without yeah. like without the second of thought. Yeah, so that could be another big impact on Chloe, similar to Adrian leaving her over here. Yeah, that so would, so we'll I was gonna say it would be interesting if like Chloe becomes a like a central character in an upcoming episode. Yes. And then that's where we get her, I guess, turning to the dark side in a way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what more dark side there can be until she like has the chance to like take up a like get a miraculous and, you know, or like be some part of a group that controls a miraculous into next season or something like that. Well, I wonder um, if oh sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I mean it's 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 like, yeah, it is a good question. Will Chloe be is this the big Chloe moment of season five, right? Or are we going to get more that leads up to potentially her being one of the people that takes the place of Hawkmoth in season six? Is that something the show is going to be particularly concerned with building up? Or are we saving that kind of till the beginning of next season? So I guess we could also like, we also might not be replacing Hawkmoth because when you think about it, it doesn't make a lot like Chloe and Lila don't have any motivation other than they hate Ladybug. And like, yeah. Hawkmoth- it, it, it- we know that you don't have to use that miraculous that way, so it would make sense if the whole format of the show is different um, starting well, in season well, six. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is with Hawkmoth, like, there's a reason, like, he needs the miraculous. So maybe he'll just have minions. Yeah, that's true. He didn't. He, there's a specific thing. Um, yeah. Uh, April, anything else on Clay? I say something and it completely left my mind. And I feel like I had a good point. Really? Okay, so cut in if you remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, <well>. but, <laughs> yeah, so I think ultimately, like, I think that's like the, the we're, we know the trajectory now. Chloe's going to be involved villainously in some capacity. We, you, I think the show wanted you to kind of be holding out hope for her for a while, and this is a turning point. 
in terms of like the evaluation of that, um, how the show has handled her, uh, I think it's interesting. Uh, like this notion of doing this redemption arc, subverting it, biding your time, and then you know doing so- doing more of a villainous turn. I, like it's interesting. I, I'm not sure how compelling this has been with Chloe. You know, I think we've identified Chloe as one of the worst elements of the show the past few seasons since season three. Um, does this turn it around? I think to be determined for me, like at least we're doing something with her. For me, so, really, like that's... for us to do something, there really needs to be like, especially now that we know how much Chloe bullied Marinette, that I like, I need some sort of closure, like, like emotionally for Marinette. Yeah. I think that's uh, something that's going to have to come later, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I do like how, and I know like, I know we said that like this episode has is like such a stark contrast compared to like, like especially with like Chloe because she's just been kind of like a like a you know like a gag character you know we've gotten you know a couple of jokes out of her you know everything's ridiculous um but I do like this very like stark like contrast like in exploring this side of Chloe because it's very jarring and I think that making it even more so after we've th- just literally been doing nothing with her is kind of exciting. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Because. Yeah, I feel that too. Because that's like the best way to set up a villain, I think. <laughs> like, well, and, and my thing is like, like Dylan was saying, like, we haven't done anything with Chloe for mm-hmm. so long that it's like, oh, we're doing something now. Yes. And it's yeah, not what at, we thought. <laughs> at the very least, it's like exciting to see where it's going to go with a character we did care a lot about at one point. Um, and I do think like the shock value is is something right, like intentionally like uh, catapulting her after they'd been. Kind of, you could argue the show has been trying to hide Chloe in plain sight yes. for the past season and a half and convince you that this was just wasn't going to be an issue, any an issue anymore. And now maybe it is a big issue. However, this is the middle of the season. Um, I do have a hard time believing Chloe will be a main character in the second half of the season. Um, so I'm interested to see kind of how we handle it. It would be interesting. Um, but yeah, and 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 I'll say, considering we've been very critical about this in the past, I'm not over that yet. Uh, I think the notion of doing a redemption arc, subverting it, and then going in the exact opposite direction, I'm not particularly interested in that, uh, if that's what the show is doing. I think if the show was going to make a more subtle point about who Chloe is and um this being different facets of her and you know something like that right like it's it's less about like oh she was gonna be good and now she's evil like whatever i don't care about that is are we gonna actually explore this character and see someone who's been like raised to be extremely selfish um and how that interplays with the power of the miraculouses and different uh facets in different situations i think there's a lot of interesting things the show could do here so I, I think to be determined with me, but um, you know, it's it, it's it's definitely not out of the woods on the Chloe issue that the show has had yet. But it's at least it's a step in some direction, you know. Nice to have. Let's direction. see. Let's see what's next. Yeah, <laughs> and what what direction that is? What specifics? I think we'll see. There's just so much going on this season. Like we're not gonna like. We can't get a break. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, I don't know what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, which I think is a, an issue. With with elements of the show that aren't working completely, it's not like the show has any time to do to like really dive into them. 
That's a, a thing. Okay. Um, we'll come back to Lila as well. I don't think it's quite <clears throat> as much of a, ma- a main topic. Uh, like but th- yeah, I think we, we've gotten this. How about Luca? More on Luca? Rip. Okay. Killed him. So this is so The opposite of Chloe, an element of the show that's been working so beautifully. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, go ahead, April. Oh, I have so many thoughts about this. Like, <laughs> like first off, I'm so happy that we finally discussed Luca knowing both sides of the story because that just brings me so much joy because that has been plaguing me all season long and or ever since we he found out and I do think it's kind of hilarious that we just sort of like wrote him off but also that doesn't make sense because why couldn't Gabriel just be able to follow Luca wherever he goes around with his dad (laughs) I mean he can but like he doesn't like leaving his house I'll tell you April Oh, no. Gabriel is the ultimate shut-in. He will not leave Paris. <laughs> and the only time we've ever seen... Okay, well, he was in Shanghai in the special ones. I don't know if that counts, but he did go to Shanghai. He's been uh, leaving uh, the house a little bit more. But he will he leave Paris? The one time in season three, he was invited <laughs> to go to Tokyo. And Great. you know what he did? He sent Hollow Dad. He didn't go himself. <laughs> he sent Hollow Dad. So I think what's going to happen... He's going to learn Lucas left Paris, and we're going to have the adventures of Hollow Dad chasing around. Luca oh my gosh! All over the please. <laughs> no, I think he's just going to throw like the biggest tantrum of his life. Also, okay, okay. The other thing that, like, I don't know how I, I don't know how to put it into words, but I love that, like, like Lucas, like, oh, I have secrets, and Hawkmoth immediately is like, do you know the identity of Ladybug and Cat Noir? Like. Out of the blue, like I mean, he wasn't wrong. But I guess also... he sent, I guess he like has a psychic link, right? Like, and he can kind yeah. of sense it in them. To maybe. Some, like maybe, maybe like vaguely. Well, he sensed he had a secret. He just assumed that that secret was He's just knowing so the idea. But he, yeah, <laughs> and that was that's like, where his brain goes. I like that ab- interpretation too. I was like, this is so. I was like, again, he wasn't wrong, but like super far fetched. Why would Luca know the identities of all people? Like. Yeah, April. So was this you were so looking forward to Luca knowing coming to play? Was this satisfying for you? I mean, I think that the execution of it was very satisfying. Like, I and I know we kind of like t- touched on it briefly at the beginning of the podcast, but I love that you know, like you can see him like setting up, like okay, like yeah, like he knows like Baronet and Adrian are there, and he needs to get them away from the villain. And so he, like, perfectly executes, you know, like, putting everyone down below. And then he's like, oh, no, Marinette, you can go up here. Like, (laughs) and then him, like, point blank telling Adrian, like, hey, you're a cat noir. (laughs) And I know that. And you can go be free to be cat noir like <laughs> ladybug and cat noir right yeah it's, it's it's very satisfying how many times it comes into play there's two times he sees them as and it flashes we see them as and then there's the scenes of him directing when the akumatization uh, happens mm-hmm. um and then the scene where he tells ladybug calling her marinette that scene was so great like and like i love that like and the other reason why it was so satisfying was just that like Marinette didn't freak out about him knowing. She just like was like, okay, like I understand the situation now. 
and what we need to do. And I thought that was like first. I mean, yes, it was a Luca episode and we all obviously loved it. But I just loved Marinette in that moment, like of just being like, OK, like, got it. Let's well, she freaked out a little bit, but Luca. Was she, she, yeah, she, and, and I think Luca she says he knows uh, her and Cat Noir as well. Yeah, so Ladybug th- knows Luca knows that. Well, I think I, for me, it felt like a lot of her shock just came from the fact that like he will like no like nonchalantly included it in their conversation, and then she like it took her like a hot moment to realize like oh that's what he said. So, but I, it was just. It was nice, but also we only explored that possibility for like one whole episode. (laughs) Yeah, and now it's gone and probably won't come into play again. Yeah, it's never coming into play again. We're never going to see Alex and we're never going to see Luca. (laughs) Yep. What do you think ultimately Delaney of how the show handled it? I mean, ultimately, this was the only way to handle it. Like he had to leave. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I really liked the episode. I really enjoyed it. And I think, like, this is this is how it had... To, I mean, like, with how the show functions, this is how it had to happen. Also, Luke is just so chill. He's like, all right, I just have to do this. Like, he just gets to behind. drop out of school. Apparently. <laughs> well, uh, what's... Never the, seen him you know, in school. What, what? That's true. Penny's going to teach him. Penny. Apparently, Penny's oh, qualified. Oh, yeah, that's right. Penny's I'm sorry. Better. It was so funny watching everyone just have therapy with him. It was so funny. <laughs> Like, literally every person who came into the room. That's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And he says, is that really... Are you sure that's really what you want to talk to it's me so about? Good. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. And then you, you know where to find me. Um, to everyone. Here's my analysis. Is I know Luca better than anyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do. This is... The reason Luca accepts this so fast, and the reason this is actually a good thing, is because... This is a much healthier lifestyle, I think, for Luca. Uh, as as things are, migration demonstrated how many people are emotionally dependent on him without him having a reciprocal emotional kind of emotionally free relationship with them as well. And uh, acting yeah, as therapist him for all that therapy. acting as therapist for all your friends, that's not exactly what you should strive for, right? As a teenager yeah, in your life. Yeah. Uh, so I think this will be a good thing for Luca, getting out there, being able to just uh travel and just with his his dad and not have to worry so much about everyone else i mean it's a very selfish type of thing but it's it's he deserves it and it's a lot of it's better than uh everyone being so kind of codependent emotionally on him um so and maybe when he gets back that some things will be resolved maybe we can develop some healthier relationships with people well i was gonna say and i think he sort of alluded to it I mean, at least this is how I interpreted it. And maybe I'm just seeing way too much into things. But whenever he was talking to Adrian, he was he it was almost like he was complaining, but not complaining because he's like, oh, well, like, I'm a totally different person with you than I am with my family. And then I am like at school and things like that. And so it sounded like he really didn't understand like who he was. And that was something that he wanted and now he can go do that by traveling around. Look, he's an empath, and there are, like, way too many people around him. Like, <laughs> he's crying. So, yeah, no, he needed, like, he needed a break. And his which, dad which, is which... not emotionally complex, so he'll be fine. <laughs> That's, yeah, might have to sort out that relationship, but, yeah. 
Uh, which Luca is the real one? All of them, I guess. That was a good line from Luca. I want to read the com- the conversation with Marinette, uh, the therapy, because it was so good. Uh, Marinette comes to the realization, finally, that uh, it was selfish of me to be talking to you about my love life when I broke your heart. It only took yes. you, like, several seasons, <laughs> Marinette. Yeah, right? <laughs> L- Luca's response, plays guitar. Uh <laughs> You, did, you didn't break, this is my Luke impression. You oh. didn't break my heart, Marinette. You enriched it with new songs. God, so ones, ones that are sometimes cheerful, sometimes sad. The only thing that breaks my heart is seeing such a miraculous buddy be so hard on herself. Get out of here. This made me so mad. I was like, shut <laughs> up. If, if it's like not the show being cute, but Luca making a reference to the fact that he knows, then I think that's great. No, uh, I think Luca knew what he was doing when he said miraculous. <laughs> So this is what Delaney meant with Luca being a cuck here, right? Like, yes. for sure. Yes. Like, for oh sure. God, but I was, like, yelling. I was like, oh, my God. Like, well, oh. I was I was going to say maybe Luca just realized that his work with Marinette was done because she came and apologized. And he's like, I can move on now. He's like, I'm free. <laughs> yeah, free. You didn't break my heart, Marinette. You enriched it with new Dude, songs. I so much. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> At least we got so many iconic Luca things before he like. Oh my goodness, that scene is so good. It is so good. His therapy with everyone's so good, and we have the new catchphrase. Are you sure that's really what you want to talk to me about? Um, his scene with Ladybug. I love Luca and Ladybug like uh, holding hands. Like this is my new ship on the extended love square. <laughs> Luca acts Ladybug specifically. It's so good. Oh, I ship Luca, Marinette, and Adrian like they're a thruple. What about Kagami? I mean, that's also that's a different thruple, and I also ship that. Okay, simultaneous thruples, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I like it. I also ship just Marinette and Kagami. Yeah. Yes. Um, and and he yeah, and he leaves Paris. Uh, also. So, uh, also, I enjoy that he has like this big dramatic moment, and his mom's like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I guess the other Luca parts is him like telling his mom to give give people a chance, and then he gets burned by it immediately. And he's upset about that. But he doesn't get akumatized, so that's nice. No, he has. He gets well. He, he Well, he doesn't like fully get it. akumatized. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Luke is upset about that. You know, he sees someone that's trying to be so trusting and open and good and, and being taken advantage of. I love that as the reason Luke gets akumatized. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he, he rejects it. He smashes the guitar to the ground. Um, and Hawk Moth is so A little shit. dramatic. <laughs> Hawk Moth, yeah. Um, yeah, and at, at the end, uh, he, he volunteers he needs to leave uh, Kitty section and their inner tunes can be written without him. Man, they, people, you, these people can write their own inner tunes. Have you seen them, Luca? I don't know about that. Julica's fine, though. Tra- Julica for the Julica's music, great. at least. Um, but uh, yeah, and then we see some pictures at the end, right? With, yes, uh, yes. With his dad. With them around the world. Oh, well. Oh, I just got a text, guys. Do you hear that? Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's from Luca. Oh, my God. Wow. I mean, this isn't Luca, but I could read it in his voice if you guys would like. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the dualities of the reactions to Luca right there. <laughs> Luca says, uh, dear my best friend, Dylan. <laughs> dear okay. my best friend, Dylan. This that's is how Luca's. This that's how Luca starts all his texts. Yeah, so that's poetic. how he starts all his texts. Uh, I had to leave, but I'll miss you guys more than anything. 
especially Delaney and April, who are also my best friends. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> I'll be. Don't worry about me being gone, though. I'm going to text you updates. We're not in Paris. I'll be going around the world, and I'll text you guys in updates. Maybe I'll be in your your neck of the woods. Delaney. Yeah, he, he just shows up. That's what he said in the text. Yeah. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> So don't worry about me. I'll let you know how I'm doing. I'm in Egypt right now seeing the pyramids. Here's a picture. Love, Luca. Oh, man. There's Luca. There's an update from Luca. <laughs> Dear my best friend, Dylan. That's just how he, that's how he starts every single I one like of his texts with me. I like how there's an opener and a sign-off in his text <laughs> messages. Good stuff. What is he, like 75? Yeah, he's like a 45-year-old woman. That's how he texts. <laughs> You should all strive to write such loving text messages as my best friend, Luca. I'm crying. Stop. Okay, so we'll see if Luca texts us at any point randomly in the podcast throughout the, the rest the of the season. Are you guys excited for that? The real thing yeah, so is that Luca had to stop his own podcast. Well, it's good timing, honestly, that Luca stopped his podcast right before he's forced to leave Paris. Okay, I didn't even know that was going to happen. Suspicious. Dylan. Suspicious. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh huh. Look, if you must know, I was uh, would have <laughs> saved uh, your guys' appearance on the Lucas Lyrics podcast until this exact episode, which is what I was ho- hoping would happen this season. But I got impatient during the break. I don't want But I was wait- literally this is what the episode I thought. I didn't know the extent which would be explored, but you knew we knew that this was coming, right? Like some to some extent. Yeah, <laughs> it was um, just so beautifully executed. <laughs> No, the best yeah. part is like I texted. I was I like put him, I like messaged uh, in a group chat that has Dylan and Tanya in it, and I was like, "Rip Luca!" And then Tanya has to text me because she's at work. She's like, "Wait, did Luca actually die?" Because <laughs> like she doesn't know. So I told her what happened, but I was like, "Yeah, I mean, he basically died in our hearts, but." No, he'll still be in our hearts. For the record, uh, for context, I also said, oh, my God, they killed. I said, oh, my God, Alia died when Alia had to renounce her miraculous. (laughs) That's how people die in the show. Yeah, I was like, Alia died. Like, I mean, I I cried so hard when that happened. I didn't cry over Luca, but it's just because I was so shocked. You would have cried, though, if if it wasn't there wasn't the shock factor. You would. It was really shocking. And then also. I mean, migration was like low key a hilarious episode. Like, yeah, yes, the duck okay, record, cool. have... one thousand yeah. percent for the record. The record stuff I thought was yeah. I'm surprised they went so silly there with the it was nuts really it. Yeah. funny. And he said, "Oh, the record oh and then Rose. Oh my god, they did it. Rose was like, I love Julica. Okay, and there was like Let's the go. longest pause. <laughs> She's like, and all my friends." Yeah. Delaney, what do you think about that? Did were you were you did you buy it that she was just saying I love Julica in the song before the pause ended? Yes, I did. I was like, oh my God. And then and but then it, it kind of made it better that she said in all my friends because I know how like because I know the show has to do it for like censorship reasons, but it's so funny. Yes. Like it was like the longest pause on earth. <laughs> like it was so long. <laughs> I think I think this is one of the funniest like beating the censor moments uh, yes. for queer rock that we've ever like, seen. And to Julica immediately, it was so good. Well, she's, mm-hmm. With all my heart, I love Julica. We see Julica blushing, <laughs> long pause, and then Luca, Ivan, Marinette, and Alia. It was the... so funny. <laughs> nice of her I... to include her girlfriend's brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, right after. Yeah. So. Um, funny. 
the, the pa- yeah i mean it's it's I, I totally buy that that was intentional but i mean okay i was gonna say i think this is the most blatant jewel rose moment yes ever. that's what i was gonna yes. say too. this is like so blatant and then like it's just the longest pause ever it's so funny it's the it's the pause after and the we see her blushing right yes, like good. So it's shocking how blatant they are, and then also shocking how like lackadaisically they try to cover it up. <laughs> it right was after. so like, funny. They were like, like, "No, it's fine," because she says she loves all her friends. Just ignore the like thirty second pause. It's not important. It's like they were like they were making a point to say what they said, and then yes. they were like, "Huh, just kidding, censors." <laughs> if they, if this actually airs in China, that'll be so funny. Like, yeah, they did. They just didn't catch it. Like this, you didn't catch this. This it's is the so most plain thing ever. Well, great. Now you tipped off the Chinese government. <laughs> they, oh yeah, I think they're listening to our podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a big highlight too. Yeah. It was so funny. Like it, and she was the first one, so funny. So good. Um uh let, let's go reverse order of the things I have on the also here. So Lila, more on Lila. So uh <laughs> speaking of funny, uh in in so in perfection we learned that Lila's been uh trying to manipulate Kagami and with this friendship quiz and Marinette doesn't pass the quiz. I guess she's not your your friends. Um, I was like, oh my god, what's this? To be fair, kind of legit that Marinette wasn't being a good friend. Oh uh, no, but... I was like, answer the phone. And then I was also yeah. like, yes. go beat her up. Like literally just go just fight her. Uh we're so here we see this one random Lila scene. This is the most ladybug move ever. We see this one scene of Lila in her room. She's cutting Marinette's <laughs> face out of photos. So, yes. Like, soon <laughs> soon you'll have no one left, Marinette. Soon you'll have nothing. All those photos. She purposely went and printed them out so she could Yeah, I guess she printed her Instagram, yeah. Like she's nuts. Like absolutely. Like this is like deranged, like that movie roommate behavior, like Soon you'll have no one left, Marinette. So, it, where Lila is has a plan to cut everyone out of Marinette's life and ruin Marinette's life. That's what we're getting from this, apparently. Yes. Uh, I guess this is just again hinting towards Lila being part of this some sort of villain thing. We'll, I mean, we have to keep happening. Lila relevant, right? So that's yeah. why we just like sprinkle her in every couple of episodes. Like this is this is the classic ladybug throws in one scene that has nothing to do with anything. I mean, this at least relates to Lila talking to Kagami, but like, yeah, I felt yeah. so bad for Kagami. Ugh. I'm like, don't talk to her. She's a snake. I love also, at the end though that Kagami Kagami like goes to you, first of all Marinette says you're just as much my best friend as Alia to Kagami lie um, oh yeah absolutely straight up lie she, she but Kagami exchanged contact information with Alia and everyone else and then she calls Lila to be friends with her too I thought that was like ultimate in your face to Lila like oh, yeah I'll be friends with you along with everyone else yes yes <laughs> I thought that was a great way of of Kagami handling Lila at the end. What is Delaney? What is Lila planning? Do you have any specific ideas? No. Also, I don't really know how successful she's going to be. Like, I mean, like <laughs> my thing is, like, she's actually like Marinette is legitimately friends with everyone, and everyone knows Lila's a snake. So isn't, I, isn't Lila harmless? Like, like she she, like, she talks I'm, a big game. Like, I understand. Like, I'm sorry, Kagami easily manipulated. Like, I don't like I I understand like why Kagami fell for that. But like, I'm like, no one else is going to fall for this. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, like where. Where are you going with this, Lila? What she do you has to manipulated do? Chloe. Yeah. Yeah. But Chloe so doesn't want to be friends with her. <laughs> Easy target because she already hates Marinette. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I was like, okay. Like, I don't really like, I don't, I just, like, I, I think 
I mean, I'm sure Lila has something awful planned because Lila's like legitimately evil. So I don't know. Um, I really enjoyed that it was super dramatic. Like she's like, she's basically how Marinette is with Adrian now. Like she's like obsessed with Marinette. Uh, yeah, that's also, true. also she's like trying to be sneaky about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, she smart. like account, she shared an online quiz with her. <laughs> yeah. That's it's it, that it's pretty funny. What 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 if Lila just is in love with Marinette and doesn't realize it? <gasps> I mean, I mean, I think we've shown at this point that everyone in the show is in love with Marinette. So like, I'd buy it. I mean, so so clean. Do you think? Do, is that how you're interpreting the flashback, Delaney? No, I think Marinette's in love with So Clean. I think it's I, I think it's a one way street. I think So Clean might have liked Marinette a little bit. I think So Clean is like a little like I think she's like more than a year older. I think she's like significantly older. I think the show presented her as a year older. I don't. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, but the timeline. Um, like so I guess Marinette, prom. And I'm like, dude, the French have prom. Or did they say they all in, in are school? they all in middle school though? And middle school goes up to ninth grade and they Marinette was in eighth grade and the flashback isn't in ninth grade now. Is that what's happening? And they're still in middle school? I'm just, I'm baffled. Their school so, structure is completely different. Like Yeah. It might just be completely different. But that's I, I think what I said might have been. I think there's supposed to be a year, but whatever. So it's not like they, so well, I know they like they like year. I know Marinette and Adrian are like fifteen now. Are they? Uh, fourteen or fifteen? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I thought um, they had a birthday yeah. anyway. They had, went from thirteen. They went from thirteen to fourteen in season. Uh, oh, and then we know it's only been a year. Yeah. Um, so Marinette's anyway. fourteen. <laughs> they should be fourteen, I think, but I don't know. Okay. The drama. Uh, yeah. Kagami. Uh, yeah. All the stuff with Kagami and getting kumatized, and now she's better friends with everyone after. Marinette also, was, I was like, like do we really need to bother her? Like, she's fine. She's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Like when she was acubitized, I was like, is this really bad? It was well, kind of sad, yeah. though. Yeah, what do we think of the akumatized villain just being invisible and just sitting in milk? Also, I was like, what was your plant, Hawk Moth? Like, yeah, what? I don't understand. Because he, he, he's <laughs> like, I'm like, Hawk Moth. What? Like, what are was you? It- was it just to irritate like Ladybug and Cat Noir? He's like, well, if I can't defeat them Wait, with violence, is, like, I'll do it with annoyance. I don't understand. I guess he knew they would like probably do everything they could to like bother her, but I don't know. Yeah. Also, any other like, Kag- any other Kagami thoughts though? So I'm like, she's not doing anything. Like she literally yeah. didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she yeah, got any, irritated I- at the helicopter, but like that's true. So it's it's nice she's friends with everyone at the end, and Marinette should be more considerate of those around her. Yeah. Also, just pick we, up your phone. Which is literally. Yeah, I like that Marinette was like Kagami. I think I'm utterly ridiculous, though. That was her reasoning, which is true. She will. Yeah. Yes. To be fair. And then the best uh, of the episode. Okay, so at the end, Kagami's. We have a post credit scene in oh, yeah. Perfection. Kagami's mom uh, <laughs> is pissed at Gabriel and comes in, uh, kicks any, the yeah, door any, open. Yeah. Any any interpretations of the scene for either of you? Wait, what do you mean? What What is Gabriel's side of their quote unquote contract? Yeah, good question. Because what what did he potentially promise her? In order to get her to help him. Yeah, because, like, at this point, it's like, is she benefiting at all? Other than, I guess, like, he helped promote the rings. And I guess that's, like, and she's making money off of it. But but it has to be, like, more than that. Like, why? Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
And okay. she got real mad about him akumatizing her, her daughter. And oh, yeah, she could have just taken his head off. Like, just beat, beat him up down the street. Like, just, yes. just hit him with the stick. Okay, you ready to have your minds blown? Yep. Uh, so I don't, I did not interpret the scene this way the first time. I don't oh. know if I would have if I hadn't seen it on the Discord. I'm not sure. I'm a- um, okay. Miss Sarugi says, uh, you sent a Megakuma into my daughter's ring. You endangered her. Uh, if you don't honor my your contract, Gabriel, I'll make your, your dream disappear, just like you tried to do with mine. <gasps> uh, don't forget that you owe me everything. The key here, though, you sent, she doesn't say, you akumatized my daughter. She says, you sent a Megakuma into my daughter's ring. But... You endangered her. But he sent the whatchamacallit into her ring. The miraculous. Right? Uh, does Kagami have a... Uh, yes. Whatever it's called? Yeah. Yeah, she she got the dragon. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. She did get it transferred into her. The alliance ring. Yeah. Anyway, uh, people think Kagami is a Santa monster because of the scene. Okay. <gasps> oh, what? So, You're right. Crap. So you sent a Megakuma into my daughter's ring. You didn't, not that you kumatized. And the thing is, Kagami renounces her miraculous at the end of this episode. It does not get destroyed if the ring is her akumatized object or her peacocked object. Uh, <gasps> then she would have died, which is why her mom is so pissed that if, if Cat- Cataclysm the ring, she would have died. Whereas she renounced the miraculous and now she's okay. Furthermore, uh, I'll make your dream disappear. The dream is Adrian being revived. Um, Just like you tried to do with mine, referring to the fact that there's an equivalent dream of Kagami being a a Santa monster being alive is is her dream. Crap. Oh, no. And that would explain why she helped him. Like, in the first place. Because I wonder if... The quote-unquote contract is now not just to, but then what are we doing with the dead wife? I thought Gabriel's going to be the dead wife. You're right. Remember that from last podcast? Yeah. Um, but, but like, don't film. Don't, don't ever forget again that you owe me everything, implying that maybe not only that Tomoe's technology is responsible for the alliance rings, but that Tomoe was vital in the initial. Uh, Adrian being a Santa monster in the first place. And creating like that. Oh my gosh, because the rings are the whatchamacallits for the Santa monster, for like Felix and Adrian. (gasps) Yeah, so maybe Kagami. I haven't really thought through how everything with the rings and the alliance rings and stuff (laughs) works. I'm not sure. Uh, Delaney, reaction to this? I'm sure Kagami's a Santa monster. We're we're convinced. We're we're very easily convinced that people are Santa monsters. So I expect that. But make sense. Well, but like, yeah, if you would have just been like, it explains Kagame's their a partnership, monster, right? Like, yeah, if you would have yeah. just been like, Kagami's a Santa monster, I would have been like, no, she's not. But you laid down the the evidence. Right, I mean, wh- it's like, why did they phrase the scene this way? Why is the scene so prominent? No, at the end? like, yeah, but you're right, though. Yeah. I mean, it, it's got to be true, it's, right? Like, it, you sent a Megakuma very... into my daughter's ring. It's so, it's so intentional, yeah. Oh. It's got to be true. And honestly, that makes me pissed. Like, <laughs> why? 
are we doing this with uh, Kagami? Here's my thing. Um, I've been sitting on this for a little. You guys just heard it. Uh, I I love that. We love that Adrian's a center monster when that came into the show. I feel like that was like the perfect lore expansion for the show. It's emotionally connected to uh, like one of the leads of the show to the main conflict with the villain and like with the villain's goals and everything. Um, And uh, it it has like such an emotional basis. The explanation of like they either couldn't have a kid or their kid died. And that's what Adrian is like the replacement child. Like it has such an emotional core. Everything is so amazing about Adrian being a Santa monster. Like every single everything works. You add in Felix. And I feel like we're starting to bog down that core. You know what I mean? Like, like I love Adrian being a son. And then, so now Felix is here and it's like, oh, he has an identical cousin who is also created. I don't know the explanation with Felix yet. The show hasn't told us anything, um, but it, it starts to get messy. And now we're adding Kagami too. Like, I feel like we're getting very fur, far away from what I fell in love with, with the Santa monster fair. lore in the first yeah. place. I, so I, I agree with Felix. My thing with Kagami, I think it makes sense just in that like, why is she helping him? It, it, I think it gives a satisfying explanation to the presence of the Sarugis for sure. Yeah. Um, and, yes. and everything we've been hinting at with their partnership. So I guess it would go something like. And. Like there was a fourth, like we saw the, the, the hunt when Natalie was the hunter, that there was the three of them initially looking. And so maybe Tomoe was the secret fourth partner involved, too, with the initial hunter. Yeah, I don't know if it goes back that far, but Tomoe was involved when they made the the wish, the, the wrong term, but to bring Adrian to life and Felix and Kagami at the same time. And it was three of them. Is that what happened? It was Tomoe and, uh, and uh, Emily and Emily, and the, those are the three moms that had their fake children created oh. at the same time. It's pretty weird because we it's, know that they're like Kagame and Adrian's family are pretty close, and they've been that way for a while. And I do, I, I think adding Felix as a scent monster worked well because otherwise because it creates that drama for us to discover it and for other characters Kagame being a scent monster I need yeah we have to we have to process it I think um and we have to see how the show does it here's my big fear now uh isn't this too much to reveal the season oh yeah absolutely yes granted I do think like so, you know, not everyone buys into Sinta Monsters, right? So what if the reason Kagami is a Sinta Monster, not like the reason, but like the narrative reason she's a Sinta Monster is to ease us. So when it's, like, let's say, let's say, I don't think this is going to happen like this season, but let's say Kagami is revealed to be a Sinta Monster this season. So then later, when so when they later reveal that Adrian is a Sinta Monster. I was going to say, it's going to be like, like Kagami's the, the first domino to fall. And yeah, that would be interesting if they revealed it like that for sure. Yeah. And then that would give way for our characters, even though they're all dumb. Oh, maybe they process Kagami being a Santa monster and then yes. they don't without knowing Adrian's one. That would be yes. interesting. Yeah. And and then like, I mean, it would be super dramatic if like Marinette then starts to see those things. Maybe she doesn't see them in Adrian at first, but maybe she sees them in like Felix. 
because we would have i mean we're getting and then we do felix and then adrian yeah Lash. there's a there's a that's or, a there's a good way there that they could do it or yeah. it could be a great way to lead into the identity reveal because maybe eight marinette starts to see it in adrian Felix is doing his own thing. But she starts to see it in Adrian. She wants to talk to him about something. And she's like, I know your secret. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm Cat Noir. Oh. How did you figure it out? And they uh, this, and they came out, sent a monster reveal. And yes! the identity reveal happened at the same time. Yes. Thomas, and we, and we, hire and me. And we, we, we are deceased immediately. Yeah. Thomas, hire me. Come on. That would be good. That would be good. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's a way that would be a great way to do it. I think the other way you all I here's the thing. All I need with the Cinemonster reveal this season is one flashback scene yes. with Gabriel and Emily. And we see them make bringing him to life with the Peacock Miraculous. And we we see the origin. We just need to see that scene. I think that's kind of all you need. And I need that to happen this season. I need Gabriel to not be in it. I need it to be. Emily, <laughs> I think all the the, the three moms. <laughs> yeah, instead like and the not three Gabriel. moms instead because that'd be funny. Yeah, because then that would also like I mean, you know, partially... it'd be funny if Gabriel wasn't even involved at the in the in the start. No, and it that's was actually, right. And he just comes in after. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I was like going to try and describe is that it, like Gabriel wasn't involved in it in any way, shape, or form. And then all of a sudden, Emily's just like, "I did something," and it's had these repercussions now, and. And like that sets that scene. Uh, that would be that he learns later. That would that would be a pretty interesting twist, and it makes him feel very uh, hapless, even on top of you know. Because yeah, they've so. said that like Adrian and Felix are essentially the exact same age. Like they haven't point blank said that their birthday is exactly the same. But we also know barely anything about Kagame's past besides the fact that. Adrian more or less grew up with Kagame and their parents are constantly pushing them to get to be together, not like together romantically, but like be friends, be involved in each other's lives. So, oh, oh man, who came up with that? I want to thank them. <laughs> uh, I don't. Yeah, the thing, the problem with avoiding spoilers is we're not seeing like these initial theory posts as they happen, right? So I'm not sure. Um, Gosh. But uh, and we're probably missing some stuff too, you know. Oh. But it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I think I might have caught onto this on second viewing. I'm not sure, but the the phrasing is very blatant. Um, because it's uh, not like a up... translation thing. Like sometimes we can chalk it up to translation, but this yeah, is no. This is it's it's the whole scene. Yeah. My um, my world is shook. The next next step, Luke is a Santa monster. Stop. Ja- <laughs> Jagged, Sto- Jagged Stone is with the three moms. Penny's creating a Santa monster. Is a Santa monster. Uh, so okay, but last thing. Speaking of uh, Marinette's trauma, you know what my trauma is on this podcast is lore trauma. I have lore trauma with these shows, and these shows not giving us their lore. I just went through this with the Owl House with the yeah. the the villain lore there and it's not just that show it's every show doesn't show us all its cards with the lore in the ends Uh, i don't know why we keep doing this ladybug i need to see this and a monster origin scene i need to see it please don't leave us hanging this season with it 
Um, I don't care the season six is coming. That's gonna be in two years or something. Like, t- t- tell us exactly what happened with the Cena monsters in explicit detail. Please give me that episode. I need this, Ladybug. Please. That would also That's... explain how, which call it ended up in the dead wife garden. Emily. Yeah, because it was too much. They were because they were bringing multiple Cena monsters to life. Yeah, in one go. I guess it probably was only one person wearing it. Yeah, so maybe Emily was creating all three at once. That would be really interesting. Well, because she would have had it. Because we know that like Gabriel and Emily had them initially, or had have had those initially, and so. Oh. Yeah. Okay. More on this to come. We'll see if if we have more to come. This is gonna one. plague my dreams. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but tell it, keep dream about it, write it down, and then tell us what your Santa Monster dreams were next time. Okay. Ladybug Dream Journal, Santa Monster Journal. Perfect. Oh, okay. We I know we're, we are going long, but we, so we haven't even <laughs> talked about Kim and the political message with Kim in derision. Oh I don't think there's a lot to say about this, but uh, I was not expecting Ladybug to make a commentary on. Uh, the uh, you can't uh, say anything about anyone these days. You can't speak your mind these days kind of people, which are very more prominent than ever, especially on you know, places like Twitter with like, people like Elon Musk, you know. Um, so there's a lot of these conservatives out there, right? And so if you children are not aware of what we're talking about, uh, it's uh, people think that the political climate has changed and that we're more considerate about people. Therefore, you can't... Uh, you you can't speak your mind freely um, when in reality people have been saying this forever and it's really just people not being considerate of other people's feelings like you should be as a basic human being. Um, and that's what we're referring to here. And uh, Ladybug usually doesn't get this blatant political. Yeah, like no, this, right? no. Clearly, I think Thomas is, is pissed at these people and the writers, right? Like this. Uh, and it's, it's, it's an easy target. Uh, oh, putting it on to Kim, you know, interesting. Uh, I mean, he's a kid. He's he an easy target. Some, he's an easy, <laughs> easy target. He's so dumb. Yes. But I bought it. I guess I bought it from from Kim, and they they went very blatant with it, right? Um, yeah. Any any other thoughts on the the messaging, Delaney? I I mean I mean I think I mean it's like a lot for Ladybug, but it's pretty tame as far as like. I would be curious to see if this one makes it past the Chinese censors. <laughs> I have no idea about the, the specific country's <laughs> climates, you know. Um, I didn't hear about this getting censored in France like the police episode was, at least. But uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You. This is not like a controversial message. Like you should be considerate of people's feelings, not saying feeling the need to say everything you want to say. Right. But, uh, you know, it is. in. Uh, it's an interesting word choice. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the the phrasing is is exactly what people say. Um, no, then no, it, exactly. it, it is very relevant. <laughs> it is very relevant in in uh, the U.S. and other country. I assume political climate. You know, you have politicians basically saying these sorts of things. Um, you know, and I should say it applies to not just conservatives. There's probably also many moderates and even liberals saying this sorts of thing, especially men. You know, and uh, the show commenting on it is it's a very good look for the show that it's aware of these types of things and doesn't well. It doesn't feel the need to hold its punches. We like with the it. police thing. It's like it was like it doesn't feel any need to hold its punches. This it, this episode, it went out of the way to make this commentary. Right, like it didn't yeah. need to do this at <laughs> all. So 
you could have taken I, the line out and we wouldn't have noticed, but <laughs> we it noticed. Was many, it was many times too, yeah. Kim says, uh, loosen up. It's like, yeah, you can't even speak your mind these days. We should be able to laugh at anything and anyone, says Kim mm-hmm. when he's a villain. Oh, and oh, I, I almost forgot. Oh my God. Monarch chimes in. I need him. A free spirit feeling unjustly rejected as an ardent defender of freedom of oppression. It's my duty to I, help. Like him, what? Like what? Dramatic. Like whatever. <laughs> you akubatized a baby last week. Shut up. <laughs> my, we, we all know Gabriel is an ardent defender of freedom of expression. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, his son, who's not allowed to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> Interesting take, uh, Gabriel. <laughs> Man, I can't believe Gabriel's getting red pilled on Reddit. <laughs> Who knew? Like, I, I can't believe he's fallen <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Supervillain Reddit. R <laughs> slash supervillain. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's getting, we supervillains can't even say what we want these days. <laughs> it was very funny to say, like, and and that is uh, it, it contributes to the blatantness of the messaging. Right, it takes the show's villain and says. Uh, like I'm, contr- I also think that this terrible right. message is true. Yeah. Like the the, ter- the bad guy. So they they really went in on that with that. And by the way, I think for the most part they had Monarch say that just to to contribute to the messaging. But we talked last podcast about how they're being more blatantly showing Gabriel being evil lately, and I do think this contributes to it. Um, like yeah. the show has stopped defending Gabriel. I think in terms of us sympathizing with him, this is another notch in that belt of maybe he's gonna die. You know. And I, I won't be sad I, because you suck. I'll be sad. I'm not as sad as you. Luca leaving, though. That okay. is... Well, I was going to say, you won't be sad because he's the reason Luca has had to leave. Oh, that's an interesting framing of this. Okay, I can buy into it. Because if it wasn't for Gabriel, Hawk Moth, and Luca could have just hung around still. Okay. But I don't know if I can forgive him for this. That's a good point. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, going through the rest of the episodes, um, the the other things from the episodes from I wanted to specifically make sure we hit on everything in derision. Um tired, but let's let me try to power through for at least to make sure we mention specific things. Um I think we did talk about most of derision where Marinette's... oh wait i have a question where is chloe getting all these bugs yeah like i guess <laughs> sabrina has to deal with it like there's no way chloe touched these bugs like i bet she asked john claude to get the bugs for her. probably you're right we should bring back the john claude gag that's another time when chloe beat that's goofy, such a right? good like that's when... such a good that was gag. A great one and the teddy bear <laughs> Teddy, yeah, the teddy bear. It's another, yeah, there, there was a good point earlier. There's so much like kind of sympathizing, funny stuff with Chloe that's just not in the show anymore. So, I don't know that we're gonna get they, it back. <laughs> yeah, that shows that the show doesn't want to. Um, the, the show Mar- Marinette, <laughs> Marinette gets akumatized, and it's the notable thing was we don't see Monarch send the Akuma, right? We just see the perspective of it coming in and Marinette yes. being akumatized. And we cool. don't have like him coaching her along like he does with almost every other like. Yeah, we like hear it in the background. He says emotions get so strong that you lose control of your physical being. Uh, Like, thank you for explaining. uh, Thank you for telling me what trauma is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the the decision to have this be purely Marinette POV, I think, was really interesting uh, by the show. Well, so you can stream about it. What was that? So you can stream about it like I did because I was like, no, it's coming. No. Also, we keep 
almost acclimatizing Marinette. They're stressing me. They gotta quit it. Like, they need to stop it. Either commit or don't at this point. (laughs) (laughs) She can't get acclimatized. The show will be over. Yeah, literally. Like, there there is no solution. (laughs) Like, I, I, I'm like, y'all gotta stop this. Uh, Marinette, uh, the thing is, Marinette doesn't even focus on being akumatized. She says, like, I need to figure out why I'm like this. Yeah. I get so close to Adrian. She's not like, I need to figure out why I'm about to be akumatized. I need to figure out why I'm like this with Adrian. But that's the thing, though, like, with, you know, having such high anxiety, especially revolving around, like, a very specific, like, like, this situation that she was in, like, no wonder she was triggered because it was very identical to what had caused everything. But, like, that's how it is whenever you're in those, like, anxiety, you know, attacks or panic attacks is that it, you're not really in tune with what else is going on because that's, you're so, like, absor- I don't know, absorbed in. Not, I don't want it to sound selfish by saying absorbed, but you're like, yeah, yeah. I like that point that it's it's it relates to the panic mm-hmm. attack that she's as, as someone who has panic like attacks. I appreciate it. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, any anything from the else from the flashback? We didn't really go in the flashback in detail. Like the all the teachers suck too. Oh my god, it was awful. Miss Me- Miss Mendeleev, not good. No. Here. Uh, we see the principal being bad as expected, right? Yeah, that's, I already um, knew that, though. Yeah. Also, I wonder who keeps sending me these anonymous tips. The, this anonymous who Chloe, is this? yeah. yeah. Uh, like, I, I hate him. <laughs> uh, Mar- Marinette, so carefree, confesses to Kim. Why shouldn't I like him? He's nice and funny and kind uh, of cute. April, do you want to talk more about why Kim is a bad choice for Marinette? There's so many reasons. (laughs) Like, he's in love with Chloe, for one. (laughs) I forgot about that part, completely. Like, He he says Chloe is pretty here, but yeah. Well, I don't know. I kind of interpreted it as him still, like, saying that he is in love, which is why... um, what is it? Uh, Andine gets mad. Yes, I don't blame her. I'm surprised she wasn't akumatized. (laughs) I thought she, I didn't. I honestly didn't think it was going to be Kim. I thought it was going to be her. Oh man, that would have been better. <laughs> but but I am just so sad because Kim's so dumb, and he didn't realize. Like he's like, haha, that's how she reacts to pranks. Nah, man, how are you this thick-headed that you don't see that what you did was wrong at all? Like that's not a prank. And uh, sweet Marinette, she used to be so confident. <laughs> I know. Will she ever get back to that with Adrian? I hope so. Maybe when they've dated for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the flashback was good stuff. Yeah, I think we've talked about a lot of elements of it already. Um, yeah. She, uh, the Kim stuff. Um, Marinette comes running down the stairs after the flashbacks. Adrian, I know what's wrong with me. It's not my fault. It's not your fault either. It's all Chloe's fault. That was great. Yep. Loved it. I don't know if that's the proper conclusion, but yeah. It's not, but it's funny. Um, the uh, Oh, yeah, so dark, dark, Kim is dark humor. He shoots arrows at people, makes them do practical stupid. jokes. And there's, it was there's a, la- a laugh track, which I think is very funny. And none of I, them are like practical jokes. They're all like mean. 
Oh, but probably the most notable thing we can talk about. Cat gets really mad at Kim. Yes. Um, yeah. And Ladybug has to restrain he, him. He was gonna he was gonna cataclysm his face. I think he should yeah. he should have yes. Which but, is uh, also yeah, I get... that's also very interesting for Adrian to feel so emotional about it because about, he about Marinette, you know, and learning yes. that Kim was mean to her in the because because yeah. we know that uh, what is it? He did not react very well after um, cataclysming Hawk Moth, so. He's like, nah, yeah, die. That, yeah. He wouldn't have is not wouldn't have been good for him, but yeah, it just shows his love for Marinette now and this intense feelings as a result. <laughs> to be fair, Dean was gonna mess him up too. Yeah. Also, I kept getting so fr- I got frustrated whenever her uh what is it, lucky charm got oh, I so mad. I was so mad. And then I did, oh, they, and then I really enjoyed Hawk Ross being like, she had time to change back, you dumb dumb. Like, yes. Because yeah. so I, I love that Kim's like, wait, where did she get uh, a lucky charm from? And he had to explain yeah, it to him. <laughs> no, I, I thought this was very satisfying because the, the thing is like, why don't you just attack when they're she's doing the lucky charm or when she's transforming? That's obvious. Like, yeah. And, and he did for once. He did it during the lucky charm. I thought that was great. Um, that uh, she. Oh yeah. By the way, when Cat gets hit, he uh like frolics around with like balls, ball pit balls coming out of his cataclysm. So cute. Um, <laughs> Ladybug pretends to have been hit after the redoing the lucky charm. Yeah, and then uh glues the toilet to his head. Yeah. <laughs> you just, oh, you don't like there. my joke? So funny. Good stuff. <laughs> Uh, Kim, at the end, another blatant thing from this episode. He says, I'm just a fool who doesn't think about the consequences of what I say or do, but I'm going to change. So there you go, Kim. Well, I really enjoyed when he's like, change. I hope I didn't do anything awful while I was akumatized. And then Dean's like, you do horrible things when you're not akumatized. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> That's good. Okay, and we talked about the last two scenes. Um, go back and going back to perfection. We talked about the montage. Um the uh there's like nice visuals with marina talking about kagami finding out oh yeah we did the montage of their friends staging situations for them to be together it was unbearable in, to watch i couldn't do it it was rough it was hard uh, I, the guy, but... i'm so clumsy like i was like shut up <laughs> Uh, but they're they're gonna do emphatic em- empathetic listening and all your prevents chloe from Stealing this Adrian's seat. The oh, yeah. And then Lila's like, no, she could do it if she You have to be hush hush about so it. So annoying. I was like, shut up, Lila. Chloe yeah. says, you were in my, your place as my best friend. My blood pressure goes up so high when I see her on screen. <laughs> we need to dig into Delaney's Lila. I hate her so much. She's the worst. She's just every <laughs> mean girl in your high school. Like, she's just the worst. But like this, she's not doing anything either. Like yeah. she's she's but trying you know, to you know that she's like the worst person. She's cutting out pictures in a room. That's what she's doing. And she's talking about Meredith like losing all of her friends. And I'm like, bruh, you've been at this for like a really long time and you've made zero progress. <laughs> Imagine hating someone so much you start going to school. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Good ladybug, a good uh, ladybug Lila joke. Uh, the scene of Marinette 
practicing trying to say I love you to a dummy with Adrian's photo. That was really good. It. I enjoyed that a lot. This I is one of the greatest scenes that. in the book history. <laughs> her face gets really puffed up and red, and we zoom in close so funny. on her My struggling to say it. My favorite is like, what are you doing? Yeah, yes. Tiki is very exasperated with her. And uh, she she figures out, Adrian, I love Moo. And she prints out the picture. Um, she, like, has, like, a moment, like, of clarity. She's like, I can say that. Like, let me go get a cow. So, and Alia's like, what? Is is Marinette's puffed up zoom in face the screen cap? No, it can't be, but it's beautiful. Or is also from this episode, uh, ra- during Adrian's song, a random epic shot of Luca playing <gasps> oh, guitar yeah. in the background. It should be that one. I remember texting or messaging you about that, Dylan. I was like, why does Luca look possessed? <laughs> he, he does this, look possessed. He looks epic to me. He has the, oh, this light God. shining in his eyes. <laughs> or is it Luca with Marinette? Um holding Luca with Ladybug while they're holding hands during that pivotal scene. Or is it Marinette almost being akumatized in derision? Ooh. Which I didn't take to the screen cap yet, but which, what do we think? I think it should be um, Luca playing the guitar. Yep, Luca possessed. He's not possessed, he's in the zone. He does look possessed, I agree with April. (laughs) He looks possessed. It's like, uh, it's like when the, like, you're the camera makes your eyes look red, but for some reason his eyes are green. And glowing. Yeah, they're like, well, let, me, let me look at this. Uh, they're like white, I feel like. It's like from the stage light. That's worse. <laughs> That's more possessed, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Um, the uh, Marinette says, I need the moo and runs out. And then to Alia, she says, uh, I'm just grabbing the cow to tell Adrian I love him because I have the love, but not the moo. <laughs> And then Kagami's like, they're speaking in code. And I'm like, Kagami, you don't even want to know what they're talking about. Like, yeah. you're right. Oh, Mar- uh, Delaney, better vocal performance from Christina V. Marinette in uh, <laughs> the Moo, Marinette in Derision with all the past trauma, or Marinette as Tulin the bird child in Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, the thing. Not Marinette, Christina V. As- yeah, it's Christina V. Uh, the thing is, like, I'm like, so it's. It's. Tears of the Kingdom is so weird because, like, you some parts you're like, why isn't this voiced? And then other parts are like, why did they voice this part? Yeah, it's, um, it's really songs. weird. So I know you said you're like, Tulin just sounds like Marinette, but I think it doesn't sound quite like Marinette. Like it's almost Marinette. Um, I won't lie. I'm really attached to Tulin. I just finished that part in the game. Tulin's the best. He's, he's great. It's like, like Marinette, but like little, like higher pitched and, and more boyish voice. Yeah. I feel like Aww. it's adorable. Also, Tulin's like, I love the best. I love Mo. I don't know. I'd do it. Also, um, who knew Link and Marinette were best friends? Like incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's canon now. Uh Adrian's just Link, by the way. It's true, yeah. Yeah. Marinette's not Zelda though, unfortunately. No. Mm-hmm. Not a princess. Okay, there's our analysis. <laughs> uh she's basically is she Mar- is Marinette a Disney princess? That's our next discussion. Ooh, here. that's a good discussion. Um, I like it. Okay. Uh, what are the other things in this episode? Um, we talked about Lila. We didn't talk that much about Giant Cloud Kagami, but you know we got the the gist. I think visually, uh, it's really con- cool. Yeah, I thought yeah, that they was drew really kanji nice. for her. Um, everyone flips over the panels to show that I, that I love Kagami drawing, and so then she very sweet. It was adorable. Uh, migration. Cut all the mitigated. If Marinette would have just answered her phone, answered right? Her phone. Yep classic 
Classic uh, Marinette. The, the first joke in Migration we have not mentioned. It's a great joke. Uh, Marinette starts running in. Why is she running like that? She's not late. <laughs> Creature of habit. Ha ha ha. It was really funny. Why is she running? She's not late. It was so good. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> great you. ladybug opening joke. Yeah. Uh, and then we probably hit our, uh, anything else on Anarka throwing Bob overboard multiple gag, times. Right? It was Best part good. is when he's talking and he's putting on the like, yes, floaty so, yes, as in preparation. I know I should stop throwing people overboard, says Anarka. Um, no, we keep doing it, yeah, yeah. Luca, Luca, yes, yes. Um, yeah, the, oh, the voyaging thing, the records into space is good. We talked about the rubber duck. Oh, uh, it made me miss um, space dumpsters. Rip. Is that what you thought of? Okay, are the records? Really he's like, yeah, he's like, rubber duck, he's going to be a star. And I was like, bro. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, uh, shouldn't he have voyaged the records that he deemed trash into the space dumpsters in space? Yes. It was a missed opportunity for space dumpsters. For the callback, right? Yes. It's always why an opportunity we ch- when they do Why haven't we checked it? Did the, I have a question. Did the space dumpsters not end up in space in the end of that episode, or were they still in space? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I think we're failures for not remembering. I think, I think in our hearts, they're still in space. I say, I, okay, yeah, my, my thing is, like, at least they the should show, be. We have been in space way more than like you would expect. That's they could true. have seen the space dumpsters at any time when... Uh, Cosmic bug and they just like run into them. Cat, whatever. Dylan's like space kid. space space cat. Uh... Cat astronaut. Cat. Cos Cos Cosmo bug. Um, isn't that her name? I think she's Cosmo bug when she's in space. Who knows? Astro cat. Astro cat. Oh, okay. that one's not as go- fun. I had to Google it. Space <laughs> space cat. What did you say? <laughs> I said astronaut. Astro, I like Castronaut better than Astrocat. They don't need uh, names. It's dumb. <laughs> yes. There's still them. Like, uh, If she's captured, the only ones who can help her are Cat Noir and Ladybug. We referenced this. He says that to Adrian. And, she, and he, like, he like shoves Adrian into the closet. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, Mary, oh, Monarch, uh, when, when they do the fake plan of Luca getting hit by the record... Uh, Monarch's like really excited that Luke gets turned in, but he's then so no, high. when uh, you think he'd be used to disappointment by now? No, he's not. Unfortunately, that man is resilient. Anything. <laughs> I don't know if it's resilient or like extremely mentally ill, but <laughs> same thing. <laughs> there you go. If you like, if you would just go to therapy, we wouldn't have this problem. But yes. Uh, that, yeah, that's true. Gabriel in therapy would be the ultimate. Like, just accept that your wife is gone, Gabriel. She's in my garden. That's there, the thing. He's what? still in denial. He's not properly uh, processing his grief. Uh, Gabriel what? says, how can I be in denial when she's in my garden? <laughs> she's right there. She's perfectly preserved. <laughs> she's not, literally not gone. <laughs> Or maybe, okay. okay, okay. So, what if Kagami isn't a Senta monster? And what um, uh, she was referring to was like she's going to unplug um, <gasps> Emily. Yeah. Like she has that. Made the tech. Yeah. No one else could have 
made such an amazing. She should have just said, "I'm gonna unplug your wife." <laughs> I agree. I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. That would have been so good. I'm shutting off your power, Gabriel. <laughs> And your backup generators. <laughs> she just goes down there and she has her kendo stick and she just like breaks it. Just open. She <laughs> smashes the... She just, yeah. she just flips a switch that turns everything off. <laughs> There's just... And Gabriel's like, no, why not install that switch? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Delaney, final thoughts on these episodes. Oh, uh, they were all really good. I do think uh, the funniest thing ever was her busting in. It was like almost took his head off. It was so good. Is that ruins now that there's an alternate explanation to that scene? No, it's still amazing. It doesn't matter. Like she literally kicks okay. the door open and like shatters his screen. It's so good. Luckily, he hasn't broken many iPads lately, so it was in the yeah to replace it. Yeah. <laughs> April, final thoughts. Um, these three episodes were, honestly, they were fantastic. And, like, even though they were a lot, I I like it. It's it's another, like, great example of what this show can do. So, um, I'm not excited about looking or waiting a month and that the next episode is when I'm out of town. But it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, no, I agree. Good examples of a variety of great things the show is capable of. They're great. This is a great podcast. I think we hit on everything. Thank you. I know I was trying to trying to make sure we hit on all the stuff this time. Um, so let us know if you appreciate that, et cetera. But it was also very long. Thank you for sticking in there. Um, April and uh what's the title are you sure these episodes are what we want to talk about the problem is we didn't say that or luca farewell <laughs> no, but we did say that <laughs> which did what did we say are you sure are you these sure? episodes are what or not are you sure these episodes are what we want to talk about but what we did, we did reference that luca said that a lot <laughs> yes i think my we could are great yeah, I don't know if Rip Chloe is representative, but uh, Luca Farewell Tour. Something with Luca, yeah, it would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice. Something with Luca. Um, Dr. Luca. Luca's text. Gabriel's okay. looking for Luca. I don't know. <laughs> okay, we'll think about it. We'll see what the title is. But thank you guys for listening. Yeah, so, so Ladybug Disney US, June 17th, we'll be back. We're off for a month. Um, who knows? Maybe starting then they'll air the rest of the season. We'll have to find out. Um, but yeah, we will be back maybe after two or so episodes or so. We'll see in July, I guess. We'll figure it out. Depends on uh, what this next episode is. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's the reveal. Then we'll talk about it, hopefully. So there you go. Uh, thank you for listening. If you could like this, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Reshi Poo, and thanks as always to our patron executive producer, Steve Michael and Phoenician. Uh, yep, so let us know what you thought. Without getting into spoilers, we appreciate no spoiler comments of our discussion, and we'll see you when Lady Gug gets back. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye! Bye! Bye.